0: Hey there, fellow geeks and nerds. Gareth here. Just a reminder before the show starts that we are accessible on all the usual social media haunts. Facebook, you can find us on facebook.com slash thegeeksjournal. Instagram, at thegeeksjournal. Twitter, at geeksjournaluk. The Geeks Journal is available on most podcast platforms. Apple, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Podcasts. You get the picture. So please, feel free to share and recommend to anyone you think might enjoy it as much as I hope you are too. If the moment should take your fancy, leave a little comment or review. Apparently it helps. I have no idea how, but apparently it does. Thanks for sticking with me through all the boring spiel. And now, on with the show. Greetings and salutations, fellow geeks and nerds. Welcome to the Geeks Journal podcast, the rewatch podcast where old friends reflect on films from their past and see how well or how badly they've held up along the passage of time. Gareth here, and I'm joined as always by The Collective. This time around, I'm joined by Lee and Luke, and joining us once again after a brief hiatus, Ollie, gentlemen, hello. Hello. Cue the applause.
1: Ooh, hi.
0: <laughs> so... Listeners, as you will be no doubt aware, we are in the throes of the birthday boy choices for the year. And as we are in the middle of the season of the Lemon, the guys have really got their work cut out for them to find a film to meet that criteria of rated rotten. This episode, Lee has made his choice and has had us rewatching the 1999 initial entry into the prequel trilogy of the Skywalker saga. Episode 1, The Phantom Menace. For those of you that don't know the story, two Jedi escape a hostile blockade to find allies and come across a young boy who may bring balance to the Force. But the long-dormant Sith resurfaces to claim their original glory. Now, yes, while I ripped that synopsis from IMDb earlier today, it just made me realise, you know what? That doesn't quite do justice to what the movie is actually all about because let's face it it's not about the jedi it's not about the sith it's not about the rise of a young anakin skywalker what it is about is clarified very neatly in the crawl (laughs) of this movie which i've taken the liberty of copying down the conservative manifesto through the lens of george lucas yeah now listeners keep in mind that the first movies that we got you know episodes four five and six deal with galactic civil war and the galaxy is in peril and everything is wrong and bleak and dark and we get a similar feel for this if you'll allow me turmoil has engulfed the galactic republic the taxation of trade routes to outlying (laughs) star systems is in dispute hoping to resolve the matter with a blockade of deadly battleships The Greedy Trade Federation has stopped all shipping to the small planet of Naboo. While the Congress of the Republic endlessly debates this alarming chain of events, the Supreme Chancellor has secretly dispatched two Jedi Knights, the guardians of peace and justice in the galaxy, to settle the conflict. Now, let's just just take a, a minute right now, because I get the impression this is going to be a really long night for us all because this is a movie that has much to debate about. First of all, um, what, like, five-year-old watching this movie is going to understand what is meant by taxation of trade routes? I barely understand it now. I mean, I'm just <laughs> assuming
2: that Lucas thought that we'd all grow up to be accountants, and this would make perfect sense. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's it's been a week since I watched it, and... Every now and again I keep thinking about the crawl. It's just like a mountain road of emotions. <laughs> just because
0: full, full of like taxation. I'm just It's been 7 days and it still hurts. <laughs> you have know, I do.
2: Just ignore it. Just to ignore it fast forward. <laughs> well
0: yeah, absolutely. Like the, like this crawl has just puzzled me in general. It's it it's so funny when you think that yeah, all of the things that they could talk about. There's so many ways that they could kick this off, setting out this this story. You know, it could be like like action sequences or a battle going on somewhere, but they have nope. We're going into a trade negotiation to work out taxation of trade routes. So but even this
2: cool is is like a roller coaster of emotions because it's been. <laughs> It's been it? quite. It's been quite a while since I've watched this, and I pro- would have
0: loved to have been a fly on the wall of you watching this pro- with this roller coaster for, of emotion.
2: Probably for good reason because it was like I was watching. It, I was like, right, turmoil engulfed like the Galactic Republic. Okay, excellent. And was then the, the next word, words, and then I was like, what taxation? <laughs> Hang on, what are we talking about here? Oh yes, like. Hoping to resolve the matter with a blockade of deadly battleships. Right, I'm back on a high. Battleships. <laughs> this this is good. Then, what, Trade Federation? No. Okay. No, 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 no. <laughs> yeah. And then it... Is this Star, what, star com- Trek? Co- Congress? <laughs> yeah. What Hang on. Is What's star Congress Trek. got to do with it? Okay. Right, here we go. Secretly dispatched two Jedis. Now I'm on board. It's taken <laughs> 10 yeah. minutes from the film starting for me to be on board with this. Well, for you to pass the actual opening crawl that is all of 30 seconds. Because I had to keep rewinding it to making sure I was watching the (laughs) right (laughs) film. I was like, what is this about? Sorry. You say like the two Jedis.
1: So the open crawl says Jedi Knights, yeah? Two Jedi Knights. Yeah, it does. Well, that's that's factually
3: wrong already. I know.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah.
3: But I guess at this point, Padawans weren't widely known beyond EU stuff, right? Were well, they even
0: called Padawans in the EU until after this. But I think what our pernickety colleague here is trying to say is that it's they could have just left it as Jedi. Phrasing it as Jedi Knight is a bit more specific. Yep. <laughs> True. But keep in mind, we've been talking for all of about six minutes and we've just covered the crawl. So I'm going to move us on a little bit and just talk about you know a little bit of personal history behind it. And I think for me, this movie was... Well, I don't say probably, it was 100% a cinema viewing in devices, and I'm pretty sure with every single person on this recording. Yes.
3: I think it would have been Swindon, though, because I saw it in devices without you guys, and then I saw it again in
0: Swindon. You saw it with us in Devices at one point, because I remember when we all got our GCSE results, we went down to the Palace Cinema and watched it then. Oh, uh, I thought I went without you guys. Okay, yeah, no, we did watch it in Devices then. I think we'd seen it all once before already, at least. But mm-hmm. yeah, that was what we decided, because we were cool. And we were just like, yeah, we're going to take our GCSE <laughs> results and go and watch Star Wars.
2: I wouldn't have been there.
0: Yeah, you were away, weren't you? Because like, it was 99. Not- so... So yeah okay, well let me go to you first then all that's a that's a very good point fill us, fill us in on the history for you
2: because this would have been this was released in May 99 wasn't it and I correct I moved out the country towards the beginning of spring of '99 I take I didn't see out the final year of GCSEs before moving to Dubai. So yeah, I that's I I definitely didn't. I'm 100% sure that we I saw this with the family in Dubai. It may have been yeah. even one of the first films we saw out there. <clears throat> I mean and the other big blockbuster we saw out there was Godzilla. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, we <laughs> I would have definitely Chinzilla. Have, I definitely would have been abroad at this point, and I'm sure we saw it in in Dubai at a big American-style multiplex cinema, which was probably my first right. like big experience with like proper Dolby surround sound. I don't think I'd really had much experience of a cinema like that, having just had the Palace Cinema in Dubai yeah, for, it, not for in so, so many years. No,
0: no much love much love for your palace of de- cinema and devices but you need some work <laughs> yeah you're yeah. getting some work
2: you're you're getting a facelift she's an old girl served as well
0: she's an old girl she's got some city miles on her but she has served as well yeah she-
2: <laughs> so yes i would have seen this in dubai with family and i i could have, i could have guaranteed we would have been quite excited because we would have actually have seen a few of the possible like reissues as well. Actually at the Palace Cinema and I remember seeing a couple in Shrewsbury cinema as well with extended family.
0: Random. But why oh, you say with extended family. So. Yeah. Sorry, I thought you just went, sorry for a split second. I thought you just went, it's like, yeah, I just decided to go to a different cinema. We'll go to Shrewsbury. It's like, yeah, Shore Ridge closer, <laughs> closer than that. It's quite the track. Quite a track. The lengths <laughs> that people will go to to not go to Swindon.
4: And, and to see Star
0: Wars. And to see Star Wars, yes. I mean, but, like, before we get into it, I just want to try, like, like just to, just to do a quick roundtable about, like, what people's original thoughts were on the movie. If you can remember that far back, you know, what, what sort of like historical kind of feelings you've had for this movie, where it sits with you. Uh, t- uh, tell us the stories. I mean, Lee, I want to come to you first because I want to tie this into why did you choose this movie this year?
2: Well,
3: let me uh, crack open a brew first and, and figure this one out. Um, so <laughs> I remember growing up through school finding a love for star wars in my early teens and obviously then you find out the anticipation of the build-up they're going to make new star wars films this is going to be the first new star wars in 16 years which sounded like a long time back then but actually now we are further from the end of the prequel trilogy than we than the start of the prequel trilogy was from the original trilogy just to give Mm -hmm. you some perspective but yeah, in terms of my history with, Star- with it, I mean, I've spoken many a time about Star Wars and, and my love for it. But yeah, this was going to be the first one, other than the special editions, that we'd get to see. And it was all brand new. Nothing was known. And obviously we've had the prequels for 20 years now, but back then this was all going to be new. This was big discovery. You know, what's, what's going to be? How is it going to work? And then just, yeah, it, it came out, didn't it? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I remember being excited at the time, and we enjoyed it at the time. Obviously, with, a, with, with the benefit of hindsight, it's maybe not as good as it was back then, as it felt. But back then, I really enjoyed it. I thought, mm, you know. Yeah. This is, I mean, let's be honest, it has the greatest lightsaber fight in the history of all of Star Wars, in it? So, you know, it's got that going for it, at the very least. But, yeah, I, I don't remember feeling... I wasn't let down at the time. It was kind of. It was only with the benefit of hindsight, you know, after a couple of years, after the, the later episodes came out, you could really put this one in, into perspective so much.
0: Oh dear! It's so, like yeah, you got to know. You got to know where you've been. <laughs> you got
3: where you've exactly. come from. Exactly. Now I'm going to sip on my beer.
0: <laughs> yeah, that is. <laughs> yeah, now I feel a, old. Um... <laughs> yeah the yeah i mean i have much to say on the on the sequel trilogy some good some bad um but that's for bad. another time mostly bad but i still i still enjoy bits of it luke how about yourself sir with this
1: um i yeah i'm trying to think what i remember like how i felt back then um say a bit like me well i like star wars from a, a really young age um i was probably like Five or six when I first watched like, *Empire Strikes Back*, so I kind of, I think, yeah. I religiously watched that film. So I love Star Wars. So when, like, them bring out this new film, massive hype. <clears throat> loved it. Can't not wait for it to happen. Um, I can't when when did it come out again in '99.
0: 1999 uh, in May. Hey, because I have, have a been feeling. August.
3: I thought it was August because got... I remember
1: yeah. I thought I watched it on my birthday in August.
3: GCSE results. Actually,
1: no, August, that right? would tie
0: in because GCSE results. Yeah, well, we, it was out for a while. Like it was out for a few weeks, so maybe into June, July, into August. So I
1: I think I watched on my birthday in August. However, at the time I was ill, so I remember getting about <laughs> two thirds the way through, and then at the Palast Cinema, and then having to go to the loo to vomit, and then miss the rest of the film. <laughs> that was when Just I was ill. That was maybe, That was, that that maybe. That was, that was Jar Jar B's um, coming on screen. So, un- so unfortunately, I had to wait because I couldn't make it back, couldn't go back, so I had to wait for it to come out and uh, probably VHS at the time.
3: Oh, man, written. really? That would have been ages.
1: Yeah. Yeah, um, or, yeah, or it was on TV, something. I had to wait for a bit so I could then watch it. The second film
3: would have been out before you saw that again.
1: Yeah, <laughs> so um, I, uh, I had to wait a while so I could watch that, the end of the film to know what everyone was on about. just go back? Just go um, again. <laughs> I because I went on holiday and then I think it was gone from cinema. Or I didn't have a chance mm. to get to it, so
3: I had to wait for a while before I actually finished watching it. But yeah. So when we worked at the sandwich factory together, that I've been around that time.
0: Uh, uh, no, but yeah, uh, later. no. We started. Ah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You guys started the sandwich factory a little while later. I started that year. I think. Like, I started in the. I started in the. two thousand. I started. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. I fucking hated that job. Yeah. because of you i got the job (laughs) (laughs) ollie anything more you want to expand on with your with your history on this i think like
2: luke there was i had like real high anticipation for it and like a real desire to want to see it because i'd grown up with probably the figures before seeing the films themselves and my first feature length were the ewok movies and i know they are oh, berated Jesus. and not loved. But I. They have a real, like, place in my heart.
0: Because I they, have zero problem with them. I don't know why the guys have been on your ass about it. Like, they, for, for as long I've as I have. Seen been, them, but they look, look fucking them. terrible. It's because they've just dated. That's all.
2: <laughs> I mean, they've dated much better than the holiday special.
0: Well, yeah. <laughs> to be fair, that didn't date well when it was released.
2: <laughs> the day after was a mistake. <laughs> <laughs> but. Being like fortunate to have like my dad being in the toy industry, I was kind of privileged to know what the toys were in advance through catalogues and brochures being yeah, sure. kicking around the house. So there was always like there was quite a bit of hype in the house about it. And I was genuinely excited to see the film. And when I saw the film, I would say I probably loved it and it was an exciting roller coaster to watch. Yeah. Probably because I hadn't seen rules anything to go by, yeah. Probably (laughs) hadn't seen much like it at the time because it was so effects heavy. And you know, as soon as you kind of almost get into the film, you're given every like new Jedi trick that we hadn't seen before. You know, we'd seen a whole new side to them. So it was it was really exciting. And even other characters that I'm sure we will go on to moan about weren't an issue. But I think, as rolled into later teens, and also being influenced by the media, and p- perhaps heavily spaced, <laughs> the TV program in some respect. <laughs> um, um, surely that came out
0: after this. That came out. That was early two thousands. Yeah, so that's yeah.
2: what I'm that's what I'm saying. So 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 moving on from that and having. Phantom Menace* was
0: eighteen th- months ago, and it still hurts, right? That's yeah, the, that's the running line. Yeah, so but that's for season two. That's for series two, of *Fantasy Season, yeah series 1 came out before that. Ah.
2: So having been oh, like sorry. influenced by all those things like into my teens as well I've kind of like now grown a slight like disdain for it like everyone else has through unfortunately like the culture of it. But needless to say won't go into it too much now. It was a it was a different experience this time round.
0: Yeah. No I get that. I and I think like cuz for me yeah, I did like, it didn't fall into that much sort of like disrepute for me for like a good long while. Like, I remember watching this film and you know, I did enjoy it and it was we had the benefit of a of of a marketing like barrage that the likes of which that I don't think they ever saw in the 70s. You know, you like 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 70s and 80s when the original trilogy was coming out. I remember when that trailer first came out and That was when we first heard Jewel of the Fates. That was when we first heard that incredible piece of orchestral composition that John Williams gave us. And that was in the trailer. And it was epic. And we literally saw everything. Everything of note. They could have kept Maul a surprise. They could have kept the now legendary double lightsaber a surprise but they put all of that out on Front Street and you go oh my god this is amazing and then you watch the film and went oh my god they literally showed us the whole film in the trailer <laughs> I think what it was
2: is that the toys were released either slightly before the film possibly and, and they were just building up massive hype for all the merchandise are you getting
0: confused with the, the, Are you getting confused with Gillette just releasing the lady shave is that what you're getting confused <laughs> with <laughs>
3: <laughs> to be honest, though, the biggest gaffe is putting uh, the bit about Qui-Gon's death on the soundtrack that released about two months before the
0: actual film came out. That was absolutely hilarious. Yeah. Because I had that soundtrack and Same. I had it on cassette because I wanted to listen cassette. to the of the And I think we even talked about it and we just went, hold on. <laughs> I
3: had it on CD, mate. Come on. It was 99.
0: We were at least on CDs by this point. Oh, no. I had a cassette of it.
3: You fucking hipster i wasn't made of money I'm fucking joking <laughs> oh no i only listened to it on cassette it sounds so much better
0: to be fair it did <laughs> <laughs> except when the tape slowed down a little bit anyway i'm not going to get into this with you now we're going to get into the film let's do it and more importantly listeners be prepared f- for the fact that There are spoilers in this, not just for The Phantom Menace, because you know that this is the movie that we're going to be talking about, but I get the impression we're going to be delving into a lot of Star Wars lore in movies and TV. So be warned. And with that, let's get into it. So, I mean, I watched this on my... (laughs) Lee giving me guff about listening to it on tape. I watched this on my 4K disc the other day. I didn't stream it. So I don't know what you Luddites were watching, but... LaserDisc. It was the... So you LaserDisc, Lee? Uh,
3: unfortunately, I thought it was on in 4K on the Disney+. Plus. It is not. Interesting little fact. It is only in 1080, because I looked at it and I'm like, has our internet quality dropped? Checked everything. Nope, nothing wrong with it. I'm like, this looks like I'm watching it through a bloody sheet of um, polis- uh, Perspex, you know, or something. It looks really muddy and unclear, and then I did a bit of googling. Yeah, and apparently it is only on uh, 1080p
0: for uh, The Phantom Menace on Disney Plus. Interesting, interesting. No idea why. Um, no, weird. Um, but yes, yeah, so I was watching this on 4K, and I don't know how it starts on on Disney Plus, but there is something about like because we get the 20th Century Fox logo, and there's just mm. something about hearing that fanfare for like the 40 years that I've been on this planet there is something about that fanfare that I think you just immediately associate with this franchise it doesn't matter like anything else that they've done like fox has been on this pl- like fox has been in the industry for decades but there's something about that that like a core memory engaged of hearing that fanfare and it is fully associated with star wars
2: i think in just perhaps like films towards the end of the 80s and definitely into the 90s it was such a like behemoth and churned out such great cinema at the time that I think it will always like be a, a beacon for kind of a top notch quality film that we were all into and yes agreed as as you say I had the same feeling and it did on Disney Plus it had the music and I was just like oh yes
0: Great. I
2: forgot that feeling. Hmm. It's been a long t- long time since I've had that.
3: It's, It definitely feels like it's missing from more modern Star Wars films. And I think part of the reason is because actually it feels inherently Star Wars in its sound and tone because it is, it is still an orchestra, you know, with the trumpets and the drums, et cetera. And it kind of just fits right in. You could hear that probably in the background like a score of the film and it wouldn't sound out of place if it was played at the right time. Sure. Like, I think yeah, that's yeah. part of it. For me, it will always be the, star, the start of a Star Wars film. Even, obviously, more modern ones don't have it. But, yeah, yeah. I think, I think that's why, because just, just because it's essentially the same orchestra playing the little fanfare first before they actually kick off the film.
0: So, like, the film starts, and, and, and you know, I imagine this, is, this may end up being, like, Empire and we just jump all over the place. But essentially, like, so, so I want to get into something a minute about, like, how this movie kicks off. So we see this cruiser come out, right? And it's got the two Jedi on there. And we see that and it's fine. And they speak to uh, Newt Gunray, right? The guy that's heading up the blockade. And he is from a race in Star Wars called the Neimoidians. I want to talk about this for a second. Because I I, I watched this and I just went, I don't know how they kind of got away with it. There's like two instances in this movie where I just went like, "There's some, there's some weird racial undertones in this between the Nemoidians who are like heavily Asian, and then later as we get onto it, you see um, a, a Toydarian called Watto who, Toydarian, for all intents and purposes, Toydarian, sorry, who, for all intents and purposes, appears to be portrayed Jewish?"
2: Question mark.
3: I never noticed that one until I read about it. Actually, so I wonder if that was sort of a more of a reach. I'm not sure.
0: I don't know. There's some really like blatant subtext in it that would make J.K. Rowling go, oh, "This is a little much." Like it's, <laughs> it's just there it was just something about it that just maybe got like it's. Like, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna do the voice. That's like despite the fact it's an alien race, it just still feels a little inappropriate. But it's not aged well. I'll give you that. No, 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 no. Not at all. Not at all. And so there's a whole thing where you know the, the Jedi go on and this is where we get face to face with
2: But did you think of did you think anything about it at the time though like the voices no, cuz no, I, I, I certainly maybe, didn't and I think we that but... No I know. So so that's why I think at the time I really did love it cuz there was there was no there was no bad no bad word to say about it and it's all these little things that we're going to talk about that have now croached in yeah. and kind of it's the benefit of
0: hindsight. Spoilt isn't it? it, I think. Yeah, yeah, I think. Yeah, yeah. I get. I, I get what you mean. I think it's it's those sort of things. It's like 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 we li- we live in such a weird world in cinema now, and you know like we found that particularly over this season with the movies that we've been talking about, Um, especially with the likes of you know Ace Ventura, but like with this, yeah, like I, th- I think it's it was just one that I think it's, not that they snuck it by you, it was just like. I don't think there was anything inherently pointed about it. I think it was just a direction they go in and it just sort of missed the mark a little bit, maybe. But I don't think but I think you're right, Ollie. I think it was definitely something that wasn't really considered at the time because it it, it wasn't anything that was considered no. at that point. It's not an excuse. It's not an excuse at all. But it's it's one of those things that's like it's just like various things were just not considered as as prevalent and as heavy as they are now, when 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 no, in 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 we get introduced to the two Jedi, right? And this is where we get to meet Qui Gon Jinn, who's portrayed by Liam Neeson, and we get young Obi Wan Kenobi, played by Ewan McGregor, fresh off his heroin detox and train spotting. That's that's the character, not not Ewan McGregor himself. We should probably yeah, clarify. not Ewan McGregor himself. Just to clarify. <laughs> from the movie Trainspotting, which was like the last movie that I remembered him doing before doing this, which I find really funny. That, that like That's the difference between Lucasfilm making the movies and I think Disney making the movies. I think if Disney had their hands on it at the point, I don't think they would have... Maybe they wouldn't have chosen Ewan McGregor after portraying such a very drug-heavy role to then just go, yeah, come and be this family-orientated Jedi over here.
2: No, they wouldn't have wanted that association with the film and, yeah. and they and they wouldn't have wanted kids to go oh I've just seen Ewan McGregor in this film perhaps we should go watch another Hugh McGregor film and uh, yeah yeah back in the in the days of of him pre-Hollywood and just making like yeah Danny Boyle films he was a very different actor
0: it's so funny that when you think like of his body of work over the years I can't remember much of his body of work. Black Hawk Down. See, I never watched Black Hawk Down. I mean, Big Fish, a, life, in that one? a life less ordinary, which ordinary, I, th- yes. I think was... A Life
2: Less Ordinary just, with Cameron Diaz, yeah. I think that might have been just prior to this as well, because that is a film I saw on the flight over to Dubai. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Was it? Uh, he did the island as well with Scarlett Johansson. Yeah. Uh, that was in like, yeah. two
3: thousand and five, though, wasn't it? That was much later.
0: Mm. Yeah, but that's what I mean. Just in general, like his body of work over years. There's not many that I can remember.
3: Moulin Rouge. Well, yeah, I remember Moulin Rouge. It's a classic. What, what were you getting at then? i I missed the point here. I no, think. I'm
0: just trying to think like over like thirty years worth of of of, of cinema. For you and McGregor's career, I can off the top of my head. If you ask me, I could remember the Star Wars trilogy, Train Spotting. I completely forgot about Life Less Ordinary and Moulin Rouge. Those are like the main ones that I remember.
3: Yeah, yeah, but he's done well enough off it. He probably doesn't need to work
0: that much, you know. Well, yeah, fair enough. He's off it. No, he's off doing. He's off riding his motorbikes around with Charlie Borman. Yes, true.
2: I mean, I think the thing with his career, though, he has had he he has gone from Brit flick to Hollywood and. Ever since then, he's been able to kind of bounce around, kind of doing slightly independent films. He's done comedies, he's done romantics because he, he did that down with love with Renee Zellweger.
0: Oh and, yeah, I've watched that.
2: Yeah, and then he and then he's. I think I've still got that. Oh god. And then he did like some. He did that <laughs> salmon fishing in the Yemen, which was an absolute. <laughs> <laughs> you know, Trap fishing and then in the he, Thames. <laughs> Yeah, and then he's done like really like irreverent type comedies, like um, the men who stare at goats.
0: Oh yeah, and it's plus and things,
2: and then like angels and demons. So, oh yeah, he was in that. Yeah, he's like bounced around. He's had such a varied career that it's almost made him like anonymous somehow.
0: <laughs> do you know what? This is my fault. I'm getting us back on track. Sorry. <laughs> so anyway, yeah, Obi Wan Kenobi. Obi Wan Kenobi rocks up, and without leg- a but criminally w- without a beard, without a beard. Young Obi Wan, he's Kenobi. a Padawan.
3: Yeah, but he's still got yeah. about a beard. He's in his twenties, right? He's not like he's fifteen. Well, you're only forty. I can't see a beard. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but that's different. He has a beard later in life. I never will.
1: There's still time. Go to get to a go to Tatooine and uh, grow
0: one i'll just glue it on go, go to the go to the tattooist and paint it on I think.
3: It's
0: <laughs> like, so like so the, so the whole thing is right like the, the, the oh, you, say about obi-wan kenobi quick what i do want to talk about padawans that little that like, like not not the braid but that rat tail ponytail thing where they got like their head shaved and then they got a little, little little knot in the back pointless don't get it never mm. liked it yeah it's a weird that. design test of discipline can you not shave it off it's is is because they're expected to cut their own hair off they just can't reach that far so they just leave it growing in the back yeah
1: you, your lightsaber, lightsaber training is <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
0: shave your head without giving yourself a lobotomy yep so they got this whole thing with it like like uh, we get the preview of because the, Nem- the Nemoidians are working with someone Darth Sidious and like Darth Sidious isn't even mentioned in the crawl you just have the Nemoidians with this very throwaway line of, I will contact Darth Sidious. And your ears are immediately pricked up. It's the worst setup ever. Because then you see the figure. You see the, 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 the hooded figure, this mystery, in inverted commas, figure. Because anybody that's seen Return of the Jedi at that point would immediately go, wait a minute, that's the Emperor. So you already know like where this is going to end up in some respects is like telegraphed really early on. It's fun to see the journey. Also,
3: they, they make very little effort to disguise that Sidious is also Senator Palpatine. Like they're, later on in the film, it's, like it's quite clearly the same guy. Even if you've never seen any of the original trilogy, you're going to be like, that's the guy that they were talking to at the start. And there's no attempt to cover it up, yet there's off a lot of subtle references where like, you know, that just as like a, a scene is fading from one to the other you'll see, like, Palpatine just give a little wry smile just, like, as it disappears off frame.
0: Ian McDermid, like, the, the more I watch this, as the older I've gotten, Ian McDermid, I come to realise, is killing it in this movie. He's one of the best bits of this film. Honestly, so good. There are, like, bits that I remember watching... Where I was like, oh, that kind of really hit me, and oh, that was a really light setup. And it's like, I mean, I'm skipping right ahead to the end here, but where he turns around to Anakin and says, "And as for you, young Skywalker, we'll watch your career with great interest."
4: Mm.
0: And it just sounded like, oh, that was just like the most unsubtle like setup ever. But aside from those little bits, you're rightly like you watch the little, the very subtle stuff that he does as the movie goes on, and it's, I, I, I mean, I, I was. I was going to talk about this later, but I'll set this up now because it uh, it feeds in. Uh, watching bits of this movie, I just think they got the tone of it wrong. I think if they made this movie now, I think if they did it in a setup of like a like a sci-fi political thriller, I think it would land a lot better.
3: I, I agree with that. Um, I think, to be honest, the biggest issue with this film, and I know we've talked about this ad nauseum on other episodes... Like other than the dialogue, the other do you know what the biggest thing for me is 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 the is Anakin's age? He's too young. Yeah. If he was, yeah, if they agreed. aged him up to be closer to Padme's age, one, it would be slightly more believable. Oh, you know, there's this kid that you know has got these supernatural powers and can pod race, like fucking hell. And you know, it has the reflexes of a Jedi. But also, it's less creepy the fact that they fall in love because it's like if they meet in like you know the ages they are in Episode Two onwards. That's kind yeah. of OK because, you know, they're not far apart in age. At this point, she is uh, expressing feelings for a minor and it's very uncomfortable.
0: But she herself is a minor as well. Do not forget this. Yeah, but the I'm age not difference say- is I'm quite not saying noticeable, it is right. isn't it?
3: Yeah, she's, she's clearly like, yeah, she's mid-teens and he's prepubescent. It's just weird.
0: Yeah, yeah, agreed. Yeah, I yeah. There was one like in particular later that I'll get to, but yeah, it's like I, I get what you mean. It's there's that there, there was some there was some odd choices like just in the film in general. Yeah.
3: Just make them the same age, and a lot of the issues go away. Yeah,
0: yeah, agreed. It's funny, like it's I was like listening to the music, like the, the music for this, as we talked about, like with Jewel of the Fates. The music is a big thing for me in this. Like that's a, where I get a lot of my sort of, like free association from this movie, and I'd completely forgotten. Like you can always tell when it's a John Williams piece of music, right? But very heavily in this, that I suddenly thought that uh, getting very big shades of like the Last Crusade, like when you have the droid army landing on on Naboo, right? When mm-hmm. when when the Nabooians the just go right, okay, release the droids, and they and, and they go off to invade the planet. The, the 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 fanfares, like the brass music they've got going on for this droid fanfare, was really kind of like 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 very. Deliberately so, I imagine, but very Nazi reminiscent from like the last crusade. Yeah. Down to like the,
3: the marching noise, like the marching time, isn't it? And such of the. Of the 100%. Culture.
0: Very clever. Very clever. I, I mean, let's face it, it's John Williams. He, he kind of knows what he's doing. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I just never really noticed it before, and I think like probably because I was like watched Last Crusade, you know, in in recent months, it stuck in my head. Just go, oh yeah, that's really like uh, really close to the mark. It was funny, like we were talking about Liam Neeson as Qui Gon Jinn, who in this because is uh, Obi Wan Kenobi's master. He's 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 training him to be to be a Jedi Knight. But I just thought it was really funny because I, I read somewhere that apparently Liam Neeson agreed to be Qui Gon Jinn before reading any script whatsoever. Why wouldn't you, right? Well, yeah, absolutely. It just made me chuckle. Of like, if he had read it, would he have still taken it? <laughs> to be fair, though, he gets like a lot of the good lines in this film. He does. He does. I actually watched this, and uh, and by the end of it, I just went, do you know what? I I I would have watched the hell out of a a a Qui Gon Jin Obi Wan like spin off, <laughs> buddy up comedy. to this moment. <laughs> uh, but yeah. Dude, yeah, give me, give me, give me like what they did with Falcon and Winter Soldier. Give me a six episode buddy comedy, like Good Cop, Bad Cop, with the pair of them off on all sorts of adventures. Or they could have done, or could have called it Good Night, Bad <laughs> Night. Oh, Hey-o. Disney, call me. Are you hearing this, Disney? <laughs> Make this happen. <laughs> you, you took the years off Obi Wan and Anakin in, in, the in, age in Kenobi. Yeah, make this happen. So after after the Droids of Lander, we get introduced to, and I think this is going to take up a large portion of the conversation, we get introduced I to... I don't know if it is. Carry on, and a, I'll explain. A mixed bag, not in a, not, in a, not in a negative way, is what I'm getting at, is because we get introduced to a character called Jar Jar Binks, who is a, uh, from a race called the Gungans, who are this... Uh, Water, they're, they're sea creatures, aren't they? And like they live in caverns, underground, underwater. And over the years, literally from the time that the movie came out, for the longest time, this character was chastised. He was vilified. Vilified, yeah. Thank you. And and, and not only the character, and what I've always abhorred for years is that not only the character. But the actor himself. Mm. Ahmed best, and I thought that was wrong. I think it is disgraceful. I always have done. Any issue that I've had with this film, and I've been vocal about it over the past. I've slagged off the movie. I've slagged off the character. I've poked fun at the character. I would never like go at like this like like none of that was his fault. But when you're when you're attacking someone personally to the point that Essentially, he wanted to end his own life, and I just thought that's 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 unbelievable. This is this was even a point before like the before like social media and the internet had such a prevalent like presence in everyone's lives. The view of it was was horrendous.
3: I think though that like one one nice thing about it is that it's kind of that kind of attitude has gone away like massively in more recent years. I think you know a lot of people realize like. Yeah, was he, he? I mean, let's let's not let's not beat it around the bush. Jar Jar is an annoying character, but actually, yeah, yeah. kind of looking at it now, I find Anakin more annoying than Jar Jar. <laughs> Anakin in this, Agreed. I find more annoying. Agreed. But like, poor
0: young Jake Lloyd is all I'm going to say. Uh, yeah. poor Jake Lloyd.
3: But like, I've I've lost my train of thought. Like, you know, it's kind of the way. It was, like, at least now, like, it's kind of people are, like, really supportive of Ahmed Best. And, like, actually, people don't slag off Jar Jar that much. Like, you know, we'll we'll sit here and go, oh, you know, yeah, Jar Jar's a bit annoying. But, like, you know, the the degree of hate it got back then has kind of lessened quite a lot over the intervening years, thankfully. And, you know, to the point where Ahmed Best is, like, universally loved by pretty much the entire Star Wars fandom... I mean, look at the reception he gets at like things like Star Wars Celebration. That the internet yeah. absolutely fucking blew up when he showed up as Keller and Beck in and mild spoilers here, in in uh, Mandalorian season three. Like people fucking loved that. And it's like
0: I think f- I messaged you like immediately mm. while I was still watching it. Like he literally had that reveal and I remember messaging you and went, What? Honestly, yeah. That, Unreal. The, so good.
3: The, the 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 world did him dirty in in like, you know, early 2000s and and thankfully he didn't take his own life and you know things have come yes come good from it you know thankfully I I think I I don't I I get that Jar Jar's annoying but I don't get the amount of hate that both he received as a character and also that Ahmed Best received as an actor just it just wasn't fair I think
0: it I find it interesting how like everyone always seemed to have a pop at Jar Jar Binks as the character but realistically there's not much difference between the the behavior of Jar Jar Binks, and the rest of the Gungans that you meet.
3: Well, you say that. Boss Nass is the only one who's close to it. Everyone else just kind of has a weird dialogue, but actually is all quite normal and competent. Yeah.
0: Well, I was going to get to Boss Nass now, actually, because, y- you know, it's, this is a crazy character. And this character is only crazy, I think, because of the voice that they brought in to do it. And the, the legendary. Casting. Chef the kiss. awesome. <laughs> oh, amazing brian blessed voicing boss nas now who's gonna do it who's gonna do it you
3: (laughs) i'm only one beer in i'm not far enough in to do the old uh jiggly
0: (laughs) jowls thing (laughs) your honor oh is that what you got for a second i thought you were gonna say
2: gordon's alive oh that too oh yeah yeah that's what i thought you were you were going for
3: no i was go- i was going for boss Nass's little celebratory
0: okay hang on a sec hang on a sec let me let me let me get away from the microphone so i can try and do it Oh, hang okay <laughs> trouble is i'm laughing so much my face is too tight
4: <laughs>
0: i don't know how that's gonna sound on the mic but i just saw the meter peak so hard oh, it shot through the top of the honestly mixer.
3: you should just you should just end, like put that at the start
2: of the podcast It's the first thing anyone hears when they play this episode.
0: Everyone will know what it
2: is. Everyone will know. (laughs) If if they've seen it, they'll know.
0: See, I think we should go full circle and Ollie should make that his text tone now because I still have him doing the probe droid as my ringtone.
2: (laughs) That's it. Every episode I need to do an, an impersonation of some...
0: Do d- d- droids listeners, of some you, sort <laughs> <laughs> listeners if you're interested in having us making random noises as ringtones that is in this podcast just DM me and I will send you an edited file
3: <laughs> it weirds me out hearing these <laughs> voice come out of your pocket sometimes though just, it
0: creeps me out <laughs> <laughs> i was reading about brian blessed remember him we yeah sorry oh <laughs> yeah
3: it's warm and i'm drinking beer <laughs> it's not a good combo
0: oh dear but what what amused me i was reading apparently brian blessed didn't audition for boss nass immediately apparently he auditioned for Seattle bibble first really it like the queen's advisor oliver ford davies's role yeah, yeah, the one that's like, the death toll is catastrophic. That was going to be Oh, fuck, Brian imagine Blessed. seeing Brian Blessed actually on
3: screen in Star Wars. That right? was fucking imagine? incredible.
0: <laughs> I can't do a Brian Blessed accent. Gonna... It's fine, we'll all imagine Again, it. if I do it properly, I'm going to pop my microphone out completely if I just, like, do a Brian Blessed yell. Uh, yeah, he's like... <laughs> so the story goes, apparently... um. Uh, he was considered too loud. How on earth would you <laughs> consider Brian Blessed too loud?
3: For Star, I mean, Star was that famously quiet, understated movie.
0: Well, for that character, at least, uh, it's, you know. But is but um, yeah. Apparently, the casting director Robin Gerland approached him to play Boss Nass because it was a bigger-than-life character with quote a kind of bravado. It's perfect casting. Let's be honest. Yeah, it, it is. is. That 100%. character was written for him. I couldn't imagine him doing anything else. I remember watching him on an interview on The Big Breakfast way back when, when the movie was coming out, and he was t- I remember him talking about the film and he said, like, there's a- about the wonderful language and the dialect and things like that. I just said, oh, someone's cashed their check. It's the- <laughs> <laughs>
2: well, I, I do think they, they did a, a good job of his, um, of his character in the film. I mean, the special effects regarding some of the characters are a little bit ropey. It's
3: not that bad, really. But... It still held up quite well. That was one of the things that I thought, across the film as a whole, was... I didn't. Interesting. It's probably because, again, like you, I streamed from Disney, and
1: now you said the fact is that it was on 1080p. might be the fact, but for me, it felt more dated than the original because it's less, it's more... Yeah. um, Interesting. More special effects rather than um, props.
0: I think think that's
2: fair. I Sorry, just to say, I think what probably happened is, 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 I was the same, is that the effects that did look more dated because the, the physical, real-life characters and um, people that were dressed up looked so much more real and higher def.
1: Sometimes the out of place. <laughs> yeah, the
2: biggest the issue I had was that especially with Liam Neeson is that he would quite often just look absent when he was talking to a CG character <laughs> like he would just be looking beyond them or <laughs> past them and but then I thought I do I appreciate that this was probably really early on in this kind of but, like working and it's probably the first time he'd ever done it as well but so to it was be all fact, a bit of a best
3: was on set the entire time wearing like a peaked cap that had Jar Jar's face on it, so like they had eye lines and such, and everywhere to look, he was just because that's the thing—he wasn't like a completely absent character. Ahmed Best no. was there acting him out, and then they replaced him, you know, frame by frame, essentially with with Jar Jar. But he was there on set in costume, so I, you know, either that or just Liam Neeson just was phoning it in on those particular scenes with him. How I don't know. Dare I don't you, know if he, yeah.
2: <laughs> I think his performance is one of the best in the film it's yeah no it's really good that's the thing like
0: (laughs) i i have i have great it was definitely a grower for me i have definitely grown to love that performance um as i have with most of it to be fair Hmm. i think this uh, it's there's a there's okay so i'm a i'm a big fan of the of the sitcom however how i met your mother right and there's a, a a line in it when they they're trying to be very supportive to a friend who's gone through a bereavement and they're trying to be very supportive so they don't want to, like, argue with him or cause any issues. And he cottons onto this pretty quickly and one of the things that he then tests them with is The Phantom Menace is the best Star Wars movie that they made. (laughs) And Neil Patrick Harris almost chokes on his beer and then he just pauses for a second and goes, it ages well, is the thing, I think. And the second I watched it this time, I went, god damn that's actually pretty true and i don't know if that's i mean lee i know i laughed when you said that like it was through the hindsight of the sequel trilogy that you realized the better quality of this movie I, t- to be honest it's not
3: necessarily and, through the and, sequel trilogy whilst- though it's it's actually due to all the kind of fleshing out that the prequel era has had in the intervening years with things like the clone wars etc but sorry carry on yeah
0: yeah no 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 exactly that i think like like because of because of things like we like we are we've been blessed with i know we i I know we have like an existential crisis every episode but ultimately we've been blessed with development of time to see these things mature a little bit and to and, and to see it not through like from teenage to early 20s angry young man crap and then just go, it's like, not my Star Wars. And then you, and then the older that you get, and you just be like, oh wait, hang on. Oh wait, so they were doing that, and they're like, oh okay. And I think you did, like, you know, you've been given a gift of additional years to see a bigger picture of what they're trying to do. And as you mentioned, like with ex- with the with the now expanded universe as it stands, and because of things like Kenobi being released and 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 various things that have given that expansion to those stories and there's a few bits that cropped up in this which I'll get into shortly which have been fleshed out but aren't as widely known that it's it's a shame because there's on mediums that don't grab everyone's attention I did joke because I didn't realize like this whole thing where you got like, like, like Qui-Gon Jinn's talking to Boss Nass I, 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 I don't know if I've never noticed it but I hadn't noticed it for a good long while I didn't realize that Qui-Gon mind tricked Boss Nass Oh totally he does it to
2: everyone. everyone. Oh, totally. Yeah, yeah. He's <laughs> he's all over
0: that. He's throwing <laughs> that about f- like candy. Yeah. But do you think though, and this is like I was thinking about this because like I don't know if you guys remember the interviews when they f- when the movie first came out, but him and Ewan McGregor were reportedly absolute bastards for not stopping themselves from doing the sounds when they were doing the lightsaber fights. I
3: heard it was just Ewan McGregor who was making the sounds and Liam Neeson got angry with him and walked off.
0: Oh really? I hadn't heard that. I heard they both did it. Uh, maybe because that just makes me wonder, like if he's because like if he's if he's waving his hand all the time, that makes me think was like was that direction or was that a choice? Was that to go? I'm going to try and sneak this in as much as I can.
2: <laughs> I don't know. i th- I think they've in this film. I think they've tried using more Jedi tricks. I mean, e- going back to the beginning of the film within the first few minutes we got to see so many like new capabilities of a jedi or even the capability of a lightsaber which is really impressive where he forces it through oh, through the door yeah through the door and it just melts yeah. the door oh it's so and then, good and then the blast door comes around it and he then just kind of like idles up to it again
0: and, and goes for it cuz he pauses cuz he hears it and he and 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 he assesses that situation and goes so right okay I've been cutting around a door I cut around I can't cut around it so I'm just going to stab through it bosh
2: yeah and then there's They're the still coming through there's there's the there's the pushes <laughs> there's the jumping and then there's the the force the speed as well yeah, which is a, a new thing it's harder. like so you've you've not you've not seen these things and you probably only know about them if you've read the book I think the oh,
0: well, the only time that I was aware of that, and Lee, correct me if I'm wrong, but did we have Force Speed in Jedi Knight? Jedi Knight, we did. We Luke, did, Luke, didn't we'll we? Know as well. Yes. Yeah. 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 Jump
3: Speed, Persuasion, which was Mind Trick. Uh, something else.
0: Invisibility was. Oh, I don't remember Persuasion. Yeah, I, d- I, d- I remember that was what? that was essentially Invisibility. Yeah. God, that game was amazing. I oh, know.
2: So it was nice, but it was nice to have it all on like the big screen mm. and i yeah. think that's why <laughs> jedi in their prime wasn't it like yeah and i think yeah. liam neeson was probably encouraged to use the uh persuasion <laughs> more often than it, not just yeah. to make a point of it
0: well it it it, it yeah absolutely i think lee sorry you said something there that i just want to pick up on it i think it's quite interesting say like in the like jedi in their prime i actually particularly in recent years been seeing this as like this is this is the jedi at the height of their arrogance this is the this is at the peak of their downfall
3: true very true but they're all like really fucking good at what they do like the 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 original trilogy is like an old an old jedi who's you know getting old and getting on a bit you've got luke who's a trainee who's not really had full training and then you've got like darth vader who is mostly mechanical so you're not going to get as good a
0: lightsaber fight or like you know as much jedi stuff as you will in this film and this is what I think is really fascinating when you look at, let's leave the sequel trilogy out of this for a while. Things to talk about, but the, but when you but when you think about like the the, the, the original trilogy and the prequels, you have like the, all you have in the originals is is Vader and Luke with a, like they're great, will not say a bad word about it, but it's very much a kind of like hack and slash approach. Whereas we get this more refined, dare dare I say it, terras Cassie more than likely being that being the the <laughs> they never call it terras Cassie in the movies. Because Cassie like, you is, that? is
3: its martial its own martial art. It's not a lightsaber form. Fine, yeah, no, 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 fair, fair. But you see some fucking incredible lightsaber action in this. Let's That's be honest, great.
0: this movie is fantastic for that. It's the pinnacle, right?
2: do you think that's also a sign of the times as well though why they've changed that because back in the 70s you were probably coming off the back of like swashbuckling type films, so it's very tight and traditional and stagnant kind of fighting whereas now you've gone through the 80s into the 90s and Mm. like asian cinema has had a massive influence by this point yes and like martial artists and stunt coordinators have yeah. Well, wow, that yeah. Incredible what they can choreograph now.
0: Yeah. I think in terms of that development as well because when you think like the whole the whole purpose of the lightsabers was created was as, was as a samurai's weapon, right? It was a katana. So it was always supposed to be that it, it it's not it was never perceived at that point when they came up with this idea to be a, a big twirly glow stick and like with the occasional with the occasional clash and parry it was a very distinctive swipe for a distinctive purpose at a target and then we get this which is a fantastic like branch off from what everyone had come to see before and i'm not even talking about like when maul comes in i'm talking about like when just 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 like the the technique that like qui-gon and obi-wan have in this and even at this point where we are where they're breaking the queen out because we haven't actually touched on this yet like like the whole thing is that like they land on the planet because they're warning the naboo because they're freeing the queen padme amidala who is played by natalie portman fresh off the heels of leon the professional we, we just need to
3: dial back a bit for a corner of incredulity moment because uh you know you know when they go through the planet core in the bongo and they lose power the planet core the planet core yeah they lose power right bear in mind that is not glass oh, gotcha. that is a that is a force field around them when they surface and it switches off yeah yeah so how did they not yeah. all just instantly die at that point emergency power to keep that going
0: <laughs> <laughs> so 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 the i'm going to so i'm going to i'm going to like like is interesting like talking about that one keeping in mind when this movie came out so it came out in 99 the 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 bigger fish that ate like everything appeared to be on like two legs, right? Did it not seem vaguely reminiscent of Chinzilla? It's meant to. It's meant to
3: be a Godzilla reference, isn't it? Where it like pauses in silhouette, apparently. Well, this
0: is well, this is what I was wondering because there was also not maybe Chinzilla, but well, I don't know because something that I was like it like as part of my research because I'm back on my game now and I'm actually doing my job that. <sighs> This is the, the apparently you. You had Godzilla coming out in the summer of ninety-eight, right? It was released, uh, big media hype, and the whole thing they released in the big campaign, right, was that it was that they had the slogan "Size does matter," right? That was the big tagline on the posters in the movie when it came out. As we know from last year when we were talking about it, Godzilla straight trash, <laughs> awful movie, hate it with a passion. I don't know why I chose it. I do know why I chose it, but I wish I hadn't <laughs> chosen it. But apparently the 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 programmers of starwars.com put out a temporary web page mocking godzilla due to the backlash and with a campaign poster lettered with uh, with with green glow reading plot does matter may 1999 when they were promoting the phantom menace that's pretty good subtle burn. but
3: they missed out like just put in size matters not right Surely that would have been the better.
0: No, I think they were more pointing about the fact that the movie had no plot, well, yeah, whereas The Phantom Menace it. will do, which <laughs> also, how wrong they were. Yeah, that backfired, didn't it?
3: <laughs> well, no, actually, to be fair, there is a plot to this film. It is mostly coherent, although it is the most convoluted plan that Palpatine has ever set into motion. But, like,
0: yeah, th- like, there is a plot on to a this. We're a wild ride in this movie. The,
3: the, to be honest, the dialogue is the worst part of this movie. For certain characters. Maybe not everyone,
2: but certain mm. ones. Yeah. Trying to get the film to gel is its one of its biggest problems. Mm. Because it is a... You've got the Jedi, which are a great story within themselves. Them going to rescue a queen on an alien planet would have been enough. And it being all kind of overseen by the evil emperor, that would have been great. But having... <sighs> the the council you know the, the trade federation it just all is a little bit too much
0: it it takes its t- it takes its toll this is what i'm saying though like if like they they needed to retool that movie full stop they tried to make a sci-fi action movie with like heavy political elements when potentially what they should have done they should have done a movie they should have done a action movie with all of that going on but then there's a branch off of like and if it's like a, a this this political thriller where it focuses on the senate and the rise of the sith through the republic then i think that might have landed a bit better but at that point no one was thinking about that now of course we've got Andor and we've got all these other shows that focus on those sorts of elements and give it the time of day to tell that story more accurately but at the time they're just going right okay we've got two and a quarter hours let me say that again to rub that in two and a quarter hours and it felt like it. Not this time, like like this time. I think it travelled quite well, but like it was, it's a long film. Like you forget how long these Star Wars movies actually are.
2: I think the first half does have a drag to it, but I I will say like within about halfway through the film, the film kind of settles in, and it hits. I think it hits a groove, and a lot of the political story kind of goes by the wayside, especially when you're introduced to. Um, like, like Maul, at like this halfway through the movie as well, yeah, you were introduced yep. earlier on, but he becomes more of a a character and it and we stop bouncing around as well, we stop bouncing around locations
0: it made me realize how well structured the film actually is, like this is a film of four very distinct acts like it' like it's really nicely done, I mean Ollie, you were saying about maul we like we've just had the the reveal of the enigmatic character. From Dathomir, not that we knew what Dathomir was at this point in history, but wasn't even mentioned at this point, was it? It wasn't even mentioned till the wasn't Quenals. even mentioned. Wasn't even a thing. I mean, Darth Maul, and oh, if ever there was a wasted character at that point, and now one of the most used and beloved villains in 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 the history of the franchise. It's a, and it's wonderful. It's the
2: same as Boba Fett, isn't
0: it? Yeah. Oh, completely.
2: You, you, you've got to wonder, I, I don't know if it will, but will it happen to Captain Phasma like 10 years down they, the line? I
3: think it should because Phasma was actually a really fucking good character. Yeah. It did her dirty. Yeah. And Gwendolyn Christie was the perfect person to play it. But
0: yeah, they just... Gwendolyn Christie has character. the gravitas to carry off that sort of character totally. and it just doesn't like but she just wasn't given the time of day. She was just, she, just this odd plot device just to move the story along rather than a character that could have had some depth. She didn't instead. even move the story
3: along, let's be honest. She's literally there for one scene and that's fucking it. Like two scenes yeah. across two Fair. movies. Such a waste of a good character.
0: Absolutely love what they've done with Maul over the years. I think between like I haven't even i haven't even cracked the surface with the clone wars but like between like rebels solo you know there's like just all sorts of he's he's like
3: he's not a sympathetic bad guy but you kind of do feel for him after you see some of the stuff in the clone
0: wars you're like fuck yeah it makes so much more sense now wonderful absolutely wonderful and the love that sam witwer brings to voicing that character as well I think is it, it, it. It's honestly, it's it's wonderful to see, and it's interesting how like you just yeah, it, like like your Facebooks. I just remember watching that trailer, He's got wow, this character is amazing, and he has like eight minutes of screen time, it's something like anything, that, isn't it? Like so small, but just a wonderful presence, bodied by Ray Park, voiced by Peter Serafinowicz, because, well, listeners, if you've not heard Ray Park speak. Just google <laughs> yeah, it
3: It's no different to like you know them re dubbing Vader. Yeah exactly. Yep. It's yep. tradition Absolutely. at this point to redub Absolutely. the darts
0: I think yeah. All right I there think
2: so. Jedi, how are you doing? <laughs>
0: mm. So it it is it is wild when you look back on that footage of Dave Prowse doing Darth Vader. You are voice. part of it the is. Rebel
3: Alliance and a traitor.
2: You're a mate, I'll have you <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>.
0: <laughs> it's like if Hot Fuzz did Be Kind Rewind. It
3: was <laughs> oh, wild.
0: Sweeded the Phantom Menace. <laughs> <laughs> Interesting point that was written. Darth Maul's like the only Sith apprentice to not be a Jedi first, as in like in, oh, not to be a in terms Jedi, of the movies. Yeah. True. Yeah everyone else has been a fallen jedi but maul is the only one that has been brought in well i think uh well you haven't seen the clone wars so, here yeah, you don't
3: know his backstory but yeah it's yeah i won't i won't uh,
0: spoil it you know what i mean if but, you've no, not seen it watch it yeah <laughs> yeah in in chronological order as well though i have to recommend agree No, i'm on to season four now so it's almost in chronological oh, yeah, anyway yeah, yeah. oh there. That? that's fine good
3: god you have slogged through that then to get to season four without watching it chronologically fuck me yeah, there's been a lot, but it's
0: good. There is, it's great. There yeah. has been a lot, but anyway, I'm I, I'm digressing. So, as they're escaping Naboo, right, we get to find out what uh, we get to find out what what Ralph Brown did before he was. We had to beat them to death with the oh.
2: w- <laughs> It's all I could think about when I was watching yeah. it, and he was telling so, he was telling stories, and it's like, and I just kept ending each sen- each sentence <laughs> with. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I had to beat them to death with their own shoes. As so well as was just me like, and Keith Moon. <laughs> we're on a Star Destroyer, right? And all he wanted was some red bl- Skittles. It's, it's bloody bloody
1: going to get Bengal tiger. M&M's, <laughs> isn't
2: it? Yeah. 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 yeah.
0: M&M's, yeah. 10,000 M&Ms. M&M's to fill a brandy... Yeah, 10,000 M&M's to fill a brandy bottle oh. or Ozzy wouldn't go on stage. <laughs> So there's Darth Sidious with <clears throat> this great big Bengal tiger, <laughs> <laughs> called Darth Maul. <laughs> 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 crazy, absolutely crazy! I get, like there's so many. There are some. It's a wild casting in this. Celia Imrie is in this movie. Ollie, did you clock that? Y- yeah. The, Have you the- ever clocked that before? Like that was crazy to me.
2: I, it's just. The, the the casting is is phenomenal. Like it's it's like when you see uh, Terence Stamp as Valorum. I'd forgotten he was in it. It's like I'd, I'd forgotten that um, Captain. I, th- I Panaka think I'd chosen to was... forgot he
0: was in it. To be honest, <laughs> it,
2: it, it is an incredible cast, and it's also like a very British cast as well, which yeah. is something I, I I'd completely like forgotten about. Not to say that made it a better movie in any way, but it was just it just it just had a really like kind of relatable cast of the main characters. How
3: many are American? Two, I count. Natalie Portman and Jake Lloyd. So Ahmed Ahmed um, Best. Oh, and Ahmed Best. Okay, three.
0: Yeah, na- yeah. Natalie Portman, Ahmed Best, and
3: Samuel L. Jackson and Frank Oz. That's about it, right? Everyone else is English.
0: I mean, you can't really class them as main characters though. No. Like, they are well, like this two minutes of, of screen of time of the big names. Then not in this one, no. I did find, like, like, like watching this movie. I was really aware of Jar Jar Binks' eyes this time around. The old like thinking about like the the Sith the Sith eyes the fan theory that Jar Jar Binks is a Sith like the yellow eyes because no other Gungans have yellow eyes. It's the perfect theory. Oh my god! Like if like if you watch it through that lens, that trilogy, miles better. (laughs) It's like, it's, but don't get me wrong. The rule of two then goes completely out of the window, but it it, it, it really does yeah, work. Yeah,
1: but I, if you read some of the books, I can't remember if it's Legacy now or Canon, can't remember which way around it is, um, but they are talking about the rule of two. But there is a master and apprentice, but there's a fuck ton of acolytes underneath yeah. apprentice that could potentially be the apprentice. Right. So okay. there's there's always. There's Like, like the, the Sith Master's always watching for the next person that could maybe be his apprentice. It's weird. Um, but, yeah, no, um, there's, I can't how much book it was now, but, yeah, there's The Rule of Two, but they, it was bought for a reason. But there was also those sort of dark force wielders that they were aware of that were potential or Sith yeah. followers.
0: Yeah, I mean, I'm really interested to see kind of what they do with this show because they've got the because Disney Plus are doing this show, The Acolyte, right? Yeah, and I'm not 100 percent sure on like when that's supposed to be set. I'm not sure if that's supposed to be Old Republic or anything like that. But it sounds Luke, like from what you're saying that's going to be in a similar vein of like you know, there's going to be more dark, dark force wielders, and then higher I mean, higher realms above.
1: If you're going down that route, then. Mm. I, yeah, I, I, I understand the force of. Two, well, I mean, it depends if they. Yeah, I'm just <laughs> just thinking and going. Yeah, I'd be happy for whatever they do. Really, Star
0: Wars. Give me a give me a Darth <laughs> Malgus on, on on screen. Holy crap! Are you kidding? That would be amazing. Like 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 if the acolyte is going to be old Republic, mm. they have so much more option to go down that route of bringing in like Darth Bane and Malgus and the like I think that would be really cool
3: isn't the acolyte of the high republic though not the old republic this is what we were just trying to work out though I thought it was high republic is it high republic okay that that was the impression I got I don't know I could be wrong uh, to be honest I've not looked into it
0: <laughs> sorry listeners Lee had to go off mic for a second he wasn't just like ignoring what we were saying and then covering you completely terribly sorry <laughs> <laughs> that beer went
3: straight through I me mean.
0: oh my word right so we so so we land on tatooine right we're here on tatooine so i'm gonna jump back because obviously you 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 forgot we you brought in r2d2 by now yes that is true that is true and we see r2d2 fixing the queen's shuttle as they're trying to escape from naboo
1: and one thing i noticed for the first time is um because obviously Spoiler alert: the the current queen is not actually the queen. I can't remember her character's name. Um, it's one of the handmaidens, isn't it? But yeah, when the handmaidens portrays the queen, whilst Padme dad is portraying a handmaid in disguise. Um, I like lo- yeah. the, the scene where the queen asks Padme to clean uh, the smirk on the face, and then I was like, "How have I not noticed that?" Going, "Yeah, you can clean the toy my Yes. Queen.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. I hadn't. I hadn't seen that before. And do you know who
3: that young queen is? Yeah. No. Um. She looks G- familiar, but no. It's
0: Keira Knightley. Really? Yeah. Surely you knew that, G. No, I meant really. Luke didn't know that. Oh, right. <laughs> no. Yeah, it's a very, it's a very heavily made up Keira Knightley. Mm. What I actually didn't know about watching this movie is that one of the other handmaidens is Sophia Coppola. Really? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Which, given 1999, would have been years after she was in The Godfather Part Three.
2: Yeah, and before her directing career.
0: Oh well, before maybe to be honest, maybe she did this and went. You know what? I'm done. I'm out. <laughs> That's acting. She, I've done it. She saw how Lucas directed and thought, "I can do this better." Well, the reason why I think she was in that because George Lucas was an assistant editor. Cause he's been friends with Coppola for years, mm. like decades. He was an assistant editor on the first Godfather, and that was the like like uh, Sophia and her brother i forget her brother's name now but uh, they both were in the godfather as like their first movie appearance which of course then lucas assistant edited but both of them are in the phantom menace as well hmm.
2: and isn't there um or i believe i did read his story that lucas had like his his friends read the script and that consisted of like coppler and people like brian de palma they didn't pick him up on his dialogue well, no, this is it. I think the original crawl was a good, like, few sides of A4. It was like a, about a dozen paragraphs. And I, I think the, the group of friends were like, oh, George, mate, come on.
0: Well, I've heard a story regarding this, that there is a, you know, where we live in a world now where we have the Snyder Cut of Justice League and everyone's screaming out for the David Ayer Cut of, of, of Suicide Squad, there was apparently a much longer cut of the phantom menace jake lloyd famously said once apparently anthony daniels uh, spoke out that he wasn't happy with the of the edit that was done and that gives you the impression they had a lot more footage that could have been used and so it's interesting how like like if if that crawl was anything to go by then there was probably a lot more footage that they would have had and what how much of a different movie would that have been
2: i don't think this could have been served by being a
0: longer film i think it it's definitely no. a lot. oh no 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 what i mean is is, is that, no, like, the amount of footage that is there it could have been it could have been, been a better two film separate depending <laughs> on the footage that they had filmed yeah you could completely.
3: cut the early scenes and, and start it just as they're escaping naboo truthfully you could introduce you could introduce obi-wan and qui-gon breaking they could be like you know, the term is like in media res isn't it it's like they're part way through an adventure when it starts, you just introduce them that way yeah. with a bit of expeditionary dialogue. And straight away you're into the action. You don't have to worry about the taxation of trade routes. It's just the queen's in peril and they've been dispatched to save her. And then, you know, you yeah. can...
0: The Nemoidians have evaded Naboo and the Jedi are there to save them. Yeah, exactly. To break the queen out because she's vital. Trimmed out about 20 minutes of film there. Yeah, exactly.
2: And I think for any Star Wars fan, that would have been perfect. That would have been enough. It's just I I just don't know what went through Lucas's mind by adding all of these extra <laughs> elements. What he wanted to achieve by adding the taxation story and the council story. I, well, I don't the know. The taxation
3: thing but is the, only there just as a plot device to have the Namodians invading, without them just being yeah. an invading army. But you know, to be honest, he probably should have just gone with yeah, they're just invading because. Well, that's
2: it because of space and Star Wars. Because the city has said, they, and I think, yeah, they want territory.
0: Yeah. Yeah. But Ollie, going back to what you were saying about you don't know what, like you said, you don't know what Lucas is thinking. I think the trouble is, and this is one thing that we've that we've definitely found with Lucas over the years, particularly like with special editions and tweaking bits and adding bits and things like that. And Lucas grew into a man that definitely, along the lines of, did not believe that less is more, and he wanted to give everything like for like so much story but you can only do so much in a certain amount of time and he didn't believe that you can get you can tell 100 he said i want to tell this story he said yeah but there's like six different things happening right now focus on three he said no i've got all of this stuff said, okay well now you've added four more things
3: the, the prime example of that is having anakin build 3po what why is that a thing because all it does is just convolute the plot more, and the, you then have to suspend your disbelief when Owen Lars buys the same fucking droid back that he lost twenty years prior, and doesn't recognize yeah. it by name, etc. It just kind of breaks things. Like honestly, they should have either left three PO out of it or had him as had him on the fucking ship with R two, and just it doesn't matter. Like you know, they just they are already friends, and it, it could have just been me. a protocol droid, yeah.
1: yeah, a Coruscant when they got there, and then. Yeah,
3: Tim was not stupid. It, exactly. Yeah,
1: um, didn't need to be in there. No, but yeah. however, I'm just going to jump in because the the scene where you do meet three PO. Did anyone notice the statue by the door? Oh, not by the it door. No, very. Like he walked by the door. He walked through like the entrance way into his room. The statue looked like Mads Did it? Now have a look. Ooh. I was like,
3: Ooh. interesting. Something else I noticed. Ask Jeeves yeah. right now. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so well, well, we, I've got well, another thing
1: as well. Gives. I'm going to go on the whole thing because it's in my head and it's now there, it's going to come out. They're, yeah. they're slaves, yeah? Anakin, you find out yes. Anakin and his mum are slaves to what-o. How Why have they got a house? Because they're slaves. I thought they'd just be like kept somewhere. It's like the whole slave culture feels a bit weird because they've got their own property and they
3: own stuff. Is it not prisoners with jobs? Is that essentially it? And so they're provided for... I think that's... yeah. Okay. Holy shit, that, it does look like Maz Kanata. Yeah, there you go.
0: <laughs> well, well, well. So, jumping ahead a little bit, because we get to the point where, you know, they're on Tatooine, they've got to fix the Queen's ship, hyperdrive's knackered. So, Qui-Gon Jinn, Padme the Handmaiden, Jar Jar Binks, they go off on a little excursion into Mos Espa on Tatooine to go and find a hyperdrive. During this, they come to a junkyard, right? And that's where Watto is. And this is where they meet the infant Anakin Skywalker, right? Now, oh, poor Jake Lloyd. He really went through the ringer with this. He's the product of, like, literally, like, stories that you read, he just became the product of, like, yeah, like, child fame, not... not a wise move for some people. And... There was just a few bits with this, like what, like, like his his dialogue. I mean, he he shoots his shot like <laughs> big, like he, like he. Are you an angel? He goes for it. Uh, yeah, i think he the goes, same line, mate. mate <sighs> oh my word! Like I, I like like I've heard I have heard worse chat up lines from grown ass men <laughs> in a bar. Not to me, obviously. I mean, well, you know. I, <laughs> I, 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 yeah. <laughs> I'm I'm sure that's this one not the time. Case. I'm not going to get into that. <laughs> <laughs> but it's but it's it, it's so funny. Like like immediately he's faced with this this 15 year old and just goes, "Are you an angel?" I went, "You do you, kid. Like you get like you you shoot for the stars." And but it there was just little bits like one like kids in a galaxy far far away shout yippee. Oh, don't what was that like? It doesn't just happen once. It happens a few times. And I'm like, this, 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 no. The, 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 the English language is vast. that You can't come up with a better exclamation of joy than yippee. He's young. Fuck yeah, wasn't allowed. <laughs> <laughs> I suspect it's, what it's they just... were trying
2: to do is by having a younger actor, they were trying to bring in a younger audience to give it a new life. And yeah. I suspect he was supposed to be a a character that we were supposed to kind of see grow and age, rather than kind of the unfortunate like stark from a jump teenage. that we had. Yeah, no, I, I know, but I young. think they they he obviously just Lucas must have thought that like I want to we want to get them in young because of also merchandise,
3: you know. Yeah. But then there weren't any young kids in the original trilogy.
2: No, but that's what I, I think he just wanted a new direction, a new audience. And I, and he probably wanted a bit more longevity, perhaps, with this character. Maybe. Potentially, I don't know. I it's it's almost just like I'm coming up with an excuse for
0: the poor, yes, cast, the, the, the poor like.
2: casting.
0: <laughs> I think. Well that's Tim's well, that's Tim's rant in space, isn't it? Where he where he defines the Phantom Menace literally as a jumped up excuse of a toy ad. Well it is. Yeah, one hundred percent is obviously. Most you know, of like our childhood, appreciate this. Like all of the franchises we
3: loved growing up were glorified toy ads, right? That's the thing we've all got to remember. Transformersly, all of and it, it's, the and whole it's lot. still He-Man. working on he- you. He Man is a, well, yeah, it is, but unashamedly <laughs> <It's>, so. But <laughs> fucking He Man was He it literally yeah. was a toy advert. You know, it's, it's everything was when we were that age. But I don't think you need a young kid in it to really draw it in. I, I just think. It was a misstep to make him that young and he's more annoying because of it. Like, actually, Hayden Christensen... Like, if we'd introduced to Hayden Christensen as the first Anakin and we saw him grow, I, I, you know, I, I don't think he would have got half of the bullshit that he got, you know? Yeah, the dialogue's Seriously. not great, but that's the biggest issue with this film.
0: Give me a Hayden Christensen Anakin. Christensen? Yeah,
2: Christensen. Is it Chris, Christensen? Christensen. It- christensen
0: is it christensen well christensen christensen It's still the same letters get out of my ass it's not it's just a different it's not like i'm calling christensen or anything like that what's the matter with you the <laughs> <laughs> dick the so
2: see in the grief i get when i <laughs> yeah, mispronounce yeah, something sinking. i just kind of take it
0: this one just because it's your hosting good grief <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's exactly that. I control your mic. I decide when you talk and when you don't. <laughs> I can cut this whole thing out. So and forget it. Never. It's happened. Hey Don Christensen. <laughs> hey Don Christensen. Hey Don. Anyway, lost my train of thought. Screw you all. The... <laughs> <laughs> that a jerk. Jerk. <laughs> That's a chair. Sorry. It's
3: perfectly timed fart, if not.
0: How has this descended into such Anakin? Because it's
2: too hot. <laughs> like, it's so hot. <laughs> we are halfway.
0: We are halfway through the I lost half a stone is... in sweat. <laughs> oh god. Anyway, what I was trying to say is that give me an give me a, a portrayal of Anakin that's like Ben Solo slash Kylo mm. Ren in the sequel trilogy, right? Give me that rage. Give me that intensity. Not this, not the like not this like emo anakin i'm watching you batman you know it's right it just it's just a little creepy when they should it, they just needed to go in a different direction and it just yeah that's a that's a that's a that's a different show we'll get into there those should again. have
3: been a screenwriter there to adjust the dialogue and make it less creepy less weird and say yeah yeah you because know, that's the thing lucas was surrounded by a lot of yes men i think when when he was making these and so he didn't get a lot of pushback. And some of the stuff's brilliant. Some of the designs in the prequel trilogy, top notch. You can't you can't design better Star Wars. They are perfect. Sure, yeah. But then they're absolutely like, everything like that. But then there's yeah certain casting choices and like dialogue. You've got Oscar winning actors delivering dialogue, and they all sound wooden. It's like pretty much we could have done a better job, and none of us are professional. Well, aside from yourself, Gareth, like none of us are professional or like have done any acting whatsoever but i'm pretty sure we could do a better job of that some of that dialogue delivery part
0: of my problem with this film is that like yeah you just like you do get people that you can tell are literally just they're a paycheck. like like terrence stamp has such an amazing presence but you hear his delivery and he is phoning it in <laughs> it ain't good it ain't good but that's much later. I need to bring it back to Tatooine right now because at this point we come to, this was the moment that like even watching it when I was 16, I just watched this and went, I'm sorry, what? Because we get to meet Anakin's mother, right? Shmi Skywalker. And this is when he's telling Padme and, and Qui-Gon and, and Jar Jar telling the, uh, about pod racing and how he's the only human that can do it. Also, was this the first time that we actually heard the description of human? In the films, yes, but I'm sure it's mentioned in
3: books. Okay. EU books prior to this, They are humans, although they're obviously sure, not, not. I wasn't of sure because we
0: had like races of like Corellian and things like that, but like it was just the first time that I'd
3: heard it. It's more like Corellians more like a nationality, isn't it? Like he is just a human from Corellia, so he's still sure, human. Fair.
0: Okay. Yeah. And so later like gon has the realization he's talking to Shmi and just saying like like he like it's uh, he can see things before they happen in order to pod race that's how he survived it's an old jedi trick and he says who was his father
4: hmm.
0: okay okay yeah okay listeners for the benefit of the listeners Ollie is shaking his head vehemently at that because what because of what we are about to talk about and this is a big thing to discuss Space because base jesus space jesus yeah she said like we have an immaculate conception shmi skywalker says there was no father i carried him i gave birth to him but there was no father and everyone's like nobody thought this was weird whoa 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 whoa, whoa. now thankfully and this is what we're saying about like other mediums you know like like expanded universe and such but it's not as widely known because this kind of gets not explained away, but it gets a bit more gravity in what it is through the comics. Like that actually gets handled a bit better in the sense that, like, Anakin Arguably is a is it product. Any better
3: of... though? That that I know. Yeah, I know exactly no, what you're talking about.
0: 100. Are you joking? It was saying it's like yeah. The kids. Okay, I like. I prefer that. There's an that that Anakin is a but Basically, the the idea is that Anakin is a byproduct of Darth Plagueis mucking around with the midi-chlorians is It says not, through clenched teeth is it
3: not um palpatine that does it
0: apparently not so so in, so in the comic it's seen as palpatine kind of vader has a vision of shmi pregnant and then sidious over her kind of melding it but the implication that the dark side of the force is presenting him through this vision um, the the uh, apparently the ideal that I was reading is that the is that is that Plagueis is the one that has been uh, melding the, the, the has been experimenting with the midi and that's what presented that's 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 what created Anakin. Essentially, he like like essentially, it sounds like he like it like it wasn't supposed to happen and it was a and it wasn't not a mistake, but it was something that should not have happened. Hmm. And he is a byproduct of this experimentation rather than the intent of, I'm going to create this. Like, Plagueis never knew that that was going to happen. And to be honest, I buy into that a lot more than the midichlorians because let's be honest right now, fuck the midichlorians, seriously. Like, like, like 16 years previously, you get presented with something where they just say the force is, a, is an energy that surrounds everything, all living things. Whereas in this, you get... You get Diddy Anakin Skywalker turn around a Qui-Gon and say, What's midi-chlorians? And say, Well, they're little ant, they're little microscopic creatures that <laughs> that surround everything. No, sorry. That's still like one thing that just like really bugs me sort of, about this movie. It takes away the mysticism of becoming a
3: Jedi. It's not a case of everyone can do it if they try hard enough. It's a case of you need a, you need a high sperm
0: count in order to be a Jedi. Absolutely. So yeah, eventually, like you'll become nice enough as a Jedi that these creatures will in- infect you and then they'll help you do cool shit too. No, it's, there's, there's no mysticism around that whatsoever. Mm.
2: And, it, and it proves that in, in the following years, as you say, that they've had to explain it away. You know, even... I, I, I guess Lucas thought it was a good idea. He needed some kind of reason behind the Jedis. He obviously felt it was required why he felt it was required to break, as Lee says, the mysticism behind it all and the I would, magic. I wouldn't think that know. though.
1: It's, it, I would have thought more explain the way why Anakin's more the most powerful force wielder, supposedly, because he's meant to be this saviour, the chosen one. Um, but yeah, no, it's I just that's how I see it, it's not 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 like it's. It's an explanation of how they can justify him being more powerful. It's like he's got that's a higher count than even Master Yoda. Yeah, obviously that's bullshit. <laughs> yeah, yeah,
2: basically. <laughs> See, I, I, I would have been happy not having any of that because of what he goes through in the following films and yeah. his story arc. I it was really un, un, unnecessary. I mean, is it, it touched it, on it, it, after
3: this? No, not in the original trilogy. I don't think.
2: Nope. No, not in hmm. the prequel, nope.
3: does prequel it, prequel it prequel.
0: doesn't get touched on in anything? Yeah. Um, I swear I've not uh, seen anything even in any of the
3: books. Mandalorian, it does. They talk about M counts for um Grogu. Oh yes.
4: Um, but, 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 he didn't hear the word but why the
2: Medicorians no. is a reason <laughs> that yeah. he's good at pod racing is, is, is shit. It's,
3: it's bullshit, yeah. yeah.
2: Because uh, then it it, yeah. it leads us
3: up to the actual pod race. Which is actually one of the highlights of the film for me.
2: Which I cannot stand. (laughs) Really, I've never liked it. And really, I and and this time round, what baffled me even more is how the course changes every lap.
1: No, it doesn't. And the disc.
2: I mean, yes, it does. It doesn't change. You you just show different bits. (laughs) (laughs) They go through tunnels in one, and then they go through like go through around a, three a, times. A, a cliff ridge in another one uh, yeah and then there's a tunnel but the course just seems to change do you
0: understand the concept each
3: of a lap though Ollie? the fact that
2: like... yes
0: i do smart ass <laughs> and, and 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 also and and also like to, like, to, like let's just talk about like time for a second because we're not seeing them on the track at the same times because we're also then cutting back to different locations so we're not seeing them in the same place every time yeah, it's not
2: a replay we, of... we we barely cut away though that's the thing i just think it's such it's too long, it, it's convoluted, and it's too much of a gimmick throughout the entire film, and that's what really bugs me. And I, I, I didn't enjoy it when I saw it the first time around. I, I, I thought it was too long. <laughs>
3: yeah, this version's extended. I enjoy it.
2: And this version's, yeah, because yeah, they, they, I'm sure they bring in extra characters.
0: Yeah, they do. Which I don't, um, they did. They did this time. They did like, 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 like at the, at the lineup where Greg Proops is announcing all of the races. Yeah. There are a lot more races being announced this time than there were before. 100%.
1: I enjoyed the pod race. The only thing I noticed this time, and I've probably noticed it before, why is Anakin's pod racer really fast and can catch up and overtake him, but then he gets too close to the front and then he just slows down?
2: Yeah, he can't pull. If you past. get that fast
1: to catch it's up, stopped. why can't you pull? Past? Yeah, yeah that's I just a really don't get it. I don't, I don't yeah. get it.
3: When you're that fast where's the speed contrivance <laughs> yeah plot armor it's either days. that his speed is down to his just like natural ability and he's just very good at taking the right racing lines etc you know we're overthinking it massively but
0: maybe that's why oh completely absolutely i mean like after he's you know he's like he's done the whole he's done the whole pod race he's won the pod race before that what we didn't touch on is that like that is that Qui-Gon has made a bet with Watto and said, right, okay, if the kid wins the race, he's no longer a slave. He bets the pod, pod racer, doesn't he? He bets the ship.
3: It's the most convoluted set of bets. So I still don't really... No, so oh it, my he...
0: God, it is ridiculous.
1: <laughs> he bets the ship for the hyperdrive and then he bets the pod racer for was meant to be Anakin in the mum then he'd roll the chance cube and, you know... For,
0: oh no 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 Wait, just so, 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 so this is this is this is it's how convoluted weird. this bloody thing is right <laughs> so you said so like all of this is because that he wants the hyperdrive right so he t- so so what goes no so they make the bet and just say right okay let me right my like my my ship's gonna be the wager right like if i win i get the hyperdrive but then after a while like he tries to throw in the family as well
3: no he takes that but he takes the other bet is is to do with sebald winning and he says oh you know I I wager my new pod. You That's can have right. the pod if if we. It's it's really weird because it's like well so hang on what if what if Anakin doesn't win how, how does this work? I was sort of lost by this point. I was like, what's the? He sort of tricks Watto. He sort of you know confuses him with blinds him with all the Words. Um, science of it to yeah to yeah. essentially give him a win. Well, it's, it sounds like a win win, but it's actually a lose lose situation for Watto. Right.
0: We have this moment where. Like, like after all of this, you know, we have the like, like we've got the we we got the farewell between Shmi and Anakin. Which actually, just before that, we have a moment. where just we just realized that wow, young Obi Wan Kenobi is like a salty motherfucker in this movie, because like another pathetic he, life form. <laughs> another pathetic. Why do I think we picked up another pathetic life form? At which point, I think we should have had Jar Jar in the background, going like looking around, just go, "Who does he mean?" <laughs> like cause this is clearly what it's in reference to, and. So, like, the idea is, is that like Anakin is like the highest midi count ever seen in a in, in a life form, and so clearly it's the will of the Force. And so Qui Gon goes to pick up Anakin and goes. I felt like it was a bit of a throwaway thing for him to say, "You're no longer a slave." Like it, it was so strange. But then you've got this emotional farewell between Shmi and Anakin, and when you when you know, like the the end game of that story um, from attack of the clones and the and, the, and the, the 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 abduction the abuse and the passing of Shmi. i think that whole farewell hits so much harder and i think like like when you're again you know we talk about the benefit of time watching these movies and i think when you're given the when you're when you're blessed with the scope of what's happening there i think it just it just hits a little differently it, it, it hits a little harder and there, there was a bit like so, so I, I think there was a deleted scene. I haven't had a chance to look this up, but I'm pretty sure there was a scene that was deleted in terms of, like, just before Maul arrives, like, Qui-Gon and Anakin are running. They are they are trying to escape something.
3: Yeah, there is a longer version of the scene. I don't know the exact ins and outs, but I have read that, that there was more to that scene, which which explains why they're yeah. not on the ERPs and
0: why they're running. But I uh, Might have been one of the droids maybe like one of like like one of his but like one of his one of Maul's monitor droids because when he lands on the planet he sends off all those yeah. probe droids to scan the area right and so like it might have been something i think, I think that, that, I that know, sounds but, familiar yeah.
3: it, it is you can look it up on like i think imdb has it on their trivia section it'll tell you exactly what happens but it's to do with it's something along those
0: lines yeah but that's when we get like you got this whole thing about like this is where we get like the first small scene the first idea of like maul fighting and, and and what he's capable of and they really they do kind of tease it when you see like wow that's a really massive lightsaber hilt for a single blade and, and just just teasing away just little little subtleties now Lee, we were talking before about like the awkwardness of padme and and, and anakin right and there's more than this bit on the on 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 the on the, I was about to say the jet. Then that's really <laughs> stupid. On the on the fighter, and like Padme has this line where she says to her, like a lot of things will change when we reach the capital, Anakin, but my caring for you will remain.
3: <sighs> yeah, see that that was that was the point. I was like, if he was her age, that wouldn't sound creepy and weird. Nope. It's
2: just the also property. they've spent no time together. Yeah, exactly, mm-hmm. and, and that's why the relationship that. <laughs> Grows within like
0: these these five minutes is so peculiar. Hmm, it's very weird. What? No. what's even weirder is that? Then like Anakin has a response of like I like like I like I care for you too, but I and there's this really awkward pause, and then she turns around and says, "Miss your mother." I thought, what? So Some that's Freudian what's keeping them apart. Weird, what I don't know. is happening? What is going Freud on? Just having this a field is, day right now. Oh my god, like even watching this now, I just went and was like this is crazy. They make quite a thing about um,
2: him missing his mother and it, and it's only it really is just a natural thing. Of course he's gonna miss his mother. he's been taken away from her as all he's ever known and I know this is jumping forward a little bit but when he meets Yoda, Yoda gives him like such a hard time for missing yeah. his his oh, they're mother. straight it's like pricks to him. They, in that scene. they, they are. I was, I was going to say that. I was like, this they is, are absolute yeah. cruel bastards. And it, this time round, I was like, this is, it's so unjustified what he's just been through, what they've dragged him to. He has, at every point, he looks like a lost puppy. And Yoda turns around and says, You're just a scared little boy. No yeah.
0: shit. But this is kind of what feeds into what I was, yeah. But this is what I, I, I was saying to Lee earlier. It kind of feeds into the whole like the arrogance of the Jedi at this stage of their existence is not something you, you know. Every they they see it as like what what they do, and and and, and what they teach people, and 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 the lessons that they learn, not as a as a gift, not as something that.
2: Yeah, there's nothing. There's nothing humble about them at all. No,
0: not at all. They, they, they not are in the slightest. So,
2: they, they feel so privileged to, at this point. And I, I don't... It's such a a shock going from just Yoda and Ben to a council. It's exciting and it's great to see all of those characters in the round. But yeah, their arrogance. Yeah, you really, really, really painted a, a,
0: a positive picture. No, not at all. Yeah, not at all. Yeah, I, I didn't mean to like jump head so much, but it's just. Well, no, it was. It's interesting because that was actually one of my next notes where we were talking about like Yoda, and I actually just had a note while I was watching this movie. I said, "Oh my god, do you remember when the movie first came out and they had the 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 Henson animatronic Yoda in this movie?" And it was one of the most shocking pieces of puppetry I've ever seen.
2: I know. And it wasn't until after the film that I remembered that it was the puppet originally.
0: Oh, really? Oh, because that, that jumped at me really quickly. No, I'd, I'd forgotten. So funny. It's so weird. I mean, like, it, like, I get what they were trying to do, and that CG was not ready for that point. Like in like in Attack of the Clones, when you have the CGI Yoda, it's great. yeah. But ultimately, they, yeah, I get why they did it, but it's almost as though they tried to make it look like, oh, yeah, we need to make Yoda look younger when in actual fact it's only been about 20 years. Yeah, and
2: and, and also look like the Yoda you remember from the other trilogy.
0: But that's the thing. They, they, they dramatically did not make Yoda well, look they, like, like he did in the original trilogy. Is that it was aging was like they try to make to look younger. It's so like we need to give him some sideburns, some hair, and, yeah, and, 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 and some, some hair, some, and sass. some crazy crap going on in that original cut. And so, and so, yeah. Like I remember when they first replaced him with the CGI. and just went, ah, this is better.
3: It's because they forgot that, like you know, to a nine hundred year old thing, twenty years is fuck all difference, right?
0: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So obviously, yeah, I've had my, I've had my, my moan about Terrence Stamp phoning it in, and this, I'm not going to get into that too much now. But like, there was a moment where I watched that, and I just went like, I don't understand what's, I don't know, understand why this is in the part of the movie. Like, you've got the whole Senate scene, right? That I kind of get, but I think that could have been a lot shorter, considering the whole setup of that is to sack. Valorum, a supreme chancellor and set up palpatine to become supreme chancellor which is going to make him one step higher into like taking into into, to to getting the sith's plan into fruition but while before the senate they got a bit where like palpatine is talking to padme right Uh, talking to queen amidala while that's going on you just see anakin drag jar jar binks off screen like the other side of the wall for no reason at all i noticed that on my watch and
1: i didn't know what the hell was going on i didn't
0: notice i i i I, I literally watched that and said i said that that's probably cost the studio about 10 grand just to have jar jar digitally move from a to b in that scene for (laughs) no justification whatsoever (laughs) that made no sense to me at all and it was almost as though they just like like it was almost as though like they did the take and like there was a voice off the side and said guys you're not supposed to be in this bit and then Jake Lloyd just pulls Ahmed Best out of the shot but rather than like redo it because it would have been on film still they've just they've just kept it it would have been
3: less CG to just CG them out right than to animate um, Jar Jar
0: yeah yeah but as we know with Lucas in this less definitely (laughs) not more no more more is more (laughs) oh god but yeah the whole thing oh god the explanation yeah I, i've touched on this i'm not gonna do it but i literally wrote down what are midichlorians question mark because like we need that exposition dump because everyone who has watched the original trilogy as much as we would have in our formative years have sat there and just gone midichlorians what
2: just to go back Mad. to the, the senate meeting though the best thing about that are the ets
0: yeah i knew you were gonna say I've- that I knew you were going to say that. Finding
2: out that years later and then, like,
0: fast-forwarding through the DVD to, like, confirm it. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Whoa, 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 whoa. Did you, fa- like, when you say fast-forward DVD, I really have to ask this. Did you realise that there was oh, a chapter okay, skip, function or did you yeah, literally just sit even, there and... See, like, know? <laughs> I mean. he also
2: rewinds
3: DVDs when he's finished watching them.
2: I, them I put them the on case. my finger and spin them backwards. That's how you put them back, isn't it? Because <laughs> I think it was something I read in like Total Film magazine about the all the Easter eggs. Yeah, because that was yeah, like yeah. the thing that you did prior to the internet. You'd get like Empire or Total Film.
0: Uh, I mean, like, I'm gonna jump ahead to when they go because they go back to Naboo because the Queen's got this plan, right, to free the people because everyone's been like held up in 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 camps and people are being threatened and killed and uh, you know they've received transmissions saying the death toll is catastrophic. You must help. And they go back to Naboo, and but at no point do you get that impression
2: that that's even happening on Naboo. Yeah. I think no. it's meant to be a trap though, isn't it?
3: Like well, well yeah, th- we we
2: we learned Did you know that, that the wolf. initial recording
3: was get
1: tra- 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 track tracked down, wasn't it? So was how yeah. Moore found them on Tatooine. You know,
0: it's it is crazy because that's when, you know, they're going looking for the Gungans because they need to all work together to try and beat the Trade Federation. But I think what was hilarious is that like you've got this whole bit. Where you have the the reveal that the queen is not the queen, the queen is the queen's loyal bodyguard, and I just remember watching that, just going like, in what sense, you know, not to diminish the abilities of anyone, but you know, like, are we are we to believe that a thirteen year old Keira Knightley is going to whoop anyone's ass as a as a bodyguard because she actually refers to herself as a it's bodyguard? the fact
3: that nobody questions it when when the reveal happens like obviously Qui-Gon and Obi-Wan share a bit of a knowing sort of nod it's like oh yeah you know I won the bet it was going to be this time that she was going to reveal it because they clearly knew all along do you think that's the case yeah, totally. do you knew think they were smirking yeah, as they they if to all say all
1: like I I know that but thing, one of the things that we didn't say right at the start is obviously um Obi-Wan has the line I have a bad feeling about this mm. and Qui-Gon just yeah. goes what are you on about I can't remember what he said, like, he was lying <laughs> yeah. but he's like what are you on about so I was like in obviously your your force sense isn't as good as everyone's i don't know um but obviously they, they both had that, that knowing smirk when she i don't like revealed as i say so. yeah
3: yeah
0: yeah yeah
3: see again it's, that's oh, better dialogue God, right a... not like be mindful of the Ling force young pader i was like what are you on about that's a much better line it's <laughs> yeah. way more believable
0: <laughs> <laughs> what do you want to yeah. bet <laughs> you slag you slag <laughs> <laughs> during this last fight though i just remember like because you've got the whole like, like Ian, okay Ian mcdermott as as palpatine doesn't matter what movie it is and i also don't care what anyone says i think Ian mcdermott in, in like, like in rise of skywalker all kind of context of story aside i think having his presence in that movie i thought was great it elevates it out of the turd pub pile He has such a presence in that role, and in this, he has such a presence in that role as Sidious, even though you can only see the bottom half of his face because he's trying to keep his identity a secret, even though every fan under the sun knows that it's him. But as he's having this, you know, the gravity of this scene where he is a hologram Mm. speaking to the Nemoidians and speaking to Darth Maul about... it's an an odd move that her it's too aggressive while all that's going on yeah he's teetering (laughs) from side to side because of this weird spider table that like not too long ago newt gunray was sat on a chair for but now they've just gone oh yeah we're gonna walk around on the move and have this zoom call with darth sidious let's put him on the weird spider walkie thingy and it really does dilute the gravity of the things that are talking about while he's just swaying from side to side. It's also they've got hover tanks,
3: hover platformy things, everything like is anti-grav, <laughs> and yet they decide to put this yes, hollow yeah. projector on a friggin' like spider thing rather than just have it float along
0: next yep. to him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, bizarre. Oh, it's mad. It's absolutely mad. But I want to jump ahead because we're getting into the like like we're getting into the 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 meat and potatoes of the movie now. Like this is the reason why we bought the ticket is because we're gonna hear that fanfare and they're gonna like the like everyone's busted into the into Naboo into the palace. They're in the hangar. like pilots have jumped in their fighters and they've flown away and they're going out to the door and it's sliding across.
1: Sorry, just before you do this the the hangar scene had an, two annoyances for me. one the the Jedi were moving forward to take on the droids that were there. Um, and I understand why they had droids in the whole film is because they, the, they could smash the shit out of them. That's the reason why, rather mm. than, yep. I would say humans, but any other creature. Um, but the, the the pilots ran forward, I think, in the firing line got shot. That annoyed the shit out of me. <laughs> and two, mm-hmm. the ships were all on... If Anakin's ship was on autopilot, surely all of them were on autopilot. So if they were on autopilot, why didn't they all fly out the same path out the hangar rather than all different ways? Just, yeah. that just is, annoyed me because i was thinking why is, and why is it yeah. going to their space their their
3: bloody yeah you go lee is is that not just because they all know how to disengage your autopilot and he doesn't though is that just it's just but then why, why does convolut- the
0: plane have an autopilot
3: and why well,
1: do yeah. the um
3: yeah that that is stupid the federation ship
1: the <laughs> autopilot back to the hangar no yeah <laughs>
0: it's it, that, that is a contrivance i'll give you that also, why is Qui-Gon saying "Stay in there, Anakin. You'll be safe." Yes, the massive combustible. Why did they need to bring him? him. Why
3: did they need to bring him in the first place? Why didn't they say, "You stay here on Coruscant with some other Jedi Padawans and learn a bit, and we'll go off and sort this out." Yep. Why do you need to be here? Why yeah. does? all right Jar Jar's out with it, the... and, well, and he
0: couldn't stay. Well, he couldn't stay with the Pada- Well, he couldn't stay with the Padawans because the Council want nothing to do with him.
2: No, they've. Oh no, they have no, Yeah. By that point, by that point, they hadn't decided what to do. But with
1: surely them. someone there's someone could look after
2: him.
3: Yeah, what, like there must be a there's a Naboo delegation on. I mean, because Palpatine's there, right? There's a there's a delegation from Naboo
0: on Coruscant. He just yeah, all oh, completely. It, it it is it is the most massive contrivance in the world, and there is something that do you know what. No, I'm going to get into this now. I'll, I'll deal with Jewel of the Fates in a minute. What I want to talk about here is that right people. People are all up the ass of the Force Awakens, right? Because they're saying that it's a, a, of it being a, a like a carbon copy of a New Hope, right? I'm over that. That's never bothered me. What got me is that no one blinked when the Phantom Menace came out and a desert boy that is taken off his home mm-hmm. planet takes out a takes out a massive bad guy flagship by firing a torpedo into an unreachable core. No one thought twice about that. Isn't it more subtle, though, in this? <laughs> like, no, it really it really is well, not. No, it really... like. I, 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 like I, watched, I watched that this
3: time, and I went... But, no. like, um, Force Awakens is almost beat for beat, right? This is, like, it has the same overarching plot, yeah, I'll give you that, but it's nowhere near as, like, blatant.
2: It's not as obvious that it's supposed to be a, a Death Star, is it? It's just more of it's a... It's just another
0: ship, yeah. Com-
2: yeah, it's just essentially just a large ship and it's also it's still
0: another big ball of metal that explodes true
2: and it's so haphazard in the way it's done as well though
3: i think we also need to just point yes, out I, how cool that scene is prior to this where the gungans are walking out of the mist with all their creatures and stuff that bit's awesome that gave me chills yeah, seeing oh, it that in the, in the first trailer for the phantom menace i remember it
0: quite vividly i, d- I d- and i think that's kind of what bothered me about the way that they treated jar jar binks was supposed to be this this comic relief when realistically that race is, they, they, are, they are very underrated warriors. You know, they have the, you know, they have, the, they have the hardware to back it up. Like they clearly would have looked like in a, not necessarily like, like against the droids, but you get the impression that like in a, in a general kind of like ground to ground combat, they would have, they would have absolutely whooped ass. But they're kind of overshadowed by the by the slapstick of this other character that they created. And you didn't need that every scene, is,
3: every scene, when it cuts back to that, sorry, Ollie. Every scene, it is it's not to do with them being competent, or it is for like five percent of it. And the rest of it is Jar Jar being a fucking idiot and getting away with it. And that's yeah. what annoyed people yeah. about. I can see why people were annoyed at Jar Jar. Because there was just too much like they should have at least shown him to be semi competent. It at, at points, but they don't. They just even like going right back to when the, the the two Jedi meet um Captain Panaka and that when they first reach Naboo the two Jedi jump down, kill all the droids. Jar Jar mm-hmm. right, he could have just stayed at the top, right? He didn't need to fucking be yeah. there. They could have just let him free and say, Right, go and wander off, just be away from us. Yeah. He then tries to jump down and falls and whatnot, and it's a completely unnecessary thing. It adds nothing to the scene and it adds nothing to the fight as well. Like, yeah, okay, he could have a couple of instances of it, but they should at least, to to legitimise the character, if nothing else, give him a moment where he actually shines and he's trying to shine. So he's got a redeeming quality, you know, redeem the character somewhat. But instead, you know, Lucas chose to make him annoying comic relief for the entirety of the film and the entirety of the (laughs) prequel trilogy, it turns out. He is the main reason for the Galactic Civil War.
0: (laughs) It's, but I think least, and, and that was kind of the that was kind of the thing is that they uh, in the uh, there was a book that they released in recent years where they actually uh, give some sort of closure for Jar Jar in that hmm. where he is like he he Secretly knows what he's, said. Done. Like, he's basically he's living in hiding. Oh, he's yeah. living in hiding like as a as a as a street clown or something like that you know and people are making fun of him and he tells someone the story as to you know they're saying like why are you here why are you doing this and he said like he did something a long time ago that everyone paid like a big price for and he knows it's him and he knows it was because of him so he kind of you know he he wound up having to live in in shame of uh, of what had happened because he knows that it was he, you know he knows that everyone was manipulated but ultimately is 100 his fault and i think you know they don't they don't need to go back and do that now i don't think you, you know i think they've they've done enough clarity with that but i think yeah i i think you could you could have done so many different things with that character you could have had him as a, a, a I, I think now if they did that character it wouldn't be a comic relief i think it would be like a you know i think it would be a you know a troubled expat or something like that you know like something happened in a previous war and it damaged him and he had to walk away or something like that you know you can you can give gravity to a character like that yeah not just that he's clumsy and be banished 100 percent. i think there's a i think you know i think they would come up with about five or six different storylines for that character now rather than go down that sort of route now we get into the as as you highlighted lee and to be honest all right we got bits and pieces of other little stories going on you know they beat the Nemoidans and, and and the and the big fights done and anakin destroys the 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 droid control ship and so all the droids are done i want to get into the meat of this right which the whole reason why we watch this movie is this badass lightsaber scene which as you pointed out lee may well be the greatest lightsaber fight that they've ever done on screen and it is long it goes on for time did i get bored with it never the only question that i actually come out for with this is what are the point of the laser walls that separate them in each scene i keep watching that and just go inside that's one of the biggest contrivances of all did i mind it not one bit
2: well, what's really great about it is the tension that's built up because you say it is a long fight scene but we're fortunate or unfortunate that we don't see all of it because we cut away and we are launched into the fight in, in the hangar with the Jewel of the Fates music. And we are really lucky that we get, like I don't know, what seems like 20 minutes of build-up to this epic showdown. Yeah. And what makes it so much more special is that previously we only ever had um, Alec Guinness with a lightsaber which was next to pathetic yeah yeah it's fair <laughs> in comparison so we, this is why oh, this i
0: was gonna say yeah yeah we ate slagging alec guinness off but the man was in his 70s you know like there's only and, so much he was going to be able to yeah do.
2: And, and we know he had no real love for the film
0: series no he saw the money making opportunity a mile away though <laughs> more so he, than most
2: yeah he made it quite clear that the 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 words that were coming out of his mouth made no sense and was just gibberish to him. But so going back, good, but that's what makes so this fight scene so much more special because we had been waiting so long to see lightsabers used co- well correctly, or and and in the way we wanted them to be used by by heroes and villains in such a dramatic yeah. fashion.
3: It's also testament to the actors, I think, this, like, all, all three of them, because at no point do you ever not believe that they're competent swordsmen, right? No, and I know, obviously, there's, there'll be wider shots that are stunt people as well. But, like, you can definitely tell, when you look at, you know, Samuel L. Jackson, absolutely brilliant actor, absolutely fantastic. When he's Mace Windu in Attack of the Clones, his lightsaber fighting just looks weird and stilted compared to this. Yeah, it's, I don't know what it is. I can't put my finger. I'm sure a trained trained swordsman could probably point out. Oh, it's his footwork or something. But like compared to this, compare that to. This, I know he's not necessarily fighting anyone with a lightsaber in Attack of the Clones, but he just looks. You know, because obviously he's, he's just deflecting laser bolts, but it just looks weird compared to when like McGregor or Hayden Christensen are doing
2: it. They have a grace mm. about them. Yeah, and they have a movement. They they understand their footwork they understand the movement of the hips and even how their free arm should be held Mm. and the whole like continuity of it draws you in because it's so believable and when there's a when there's the three of them together in this like dance that they do around each other with the music it is absolutely beautiful to watch
3: yeah Mm. it really is and
2: and as you say, it is testament to the to the actors because they put a lot of effort into that. And I, you know, we we've probably all seen like episodes of um, Ewan McGregor on like Graham Norton where he just he ha- he gets given a lightsaber and he knows it off by heart and he knows the routine and that he must have the amount of muscle memory he has for that and the, the amount of training he must have gone through and him and, and liam Neeson, because in particular um Ray Park was a martial artist prior to this anyway, yeah. that's what he was known for, that's why he was hired, I think
0: yeah, no, you're right yeah, yeah, completely absolutely it's such a good scene it it, it is a great I scene can't I, mean, follow listen, it. I mean look if if you' like if you'd never seen that vibe before just just watch it like like if it like if you take nothing away from this then just 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 find you know type in like duel of the fates fight or something like that or like lightsaber duel darth Maul, and it 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 does not disappoint it's so good i just remember like like watching this for the for the first time and just being like actively shocked with the with the dispatch of darth Maul. when you think like we had three movies of a stable antagonist for the entire series, we had Darth Vader, and you you watch this movie, and he just goes, "Oh yeah, I'm gonna yeah, three movies of Darth Maul, thank you very much," and then he gets sliced in half by Obi Wan Kenobi. Criminal, mad, absolute waste. Fortunately, they correct that in later years, but we had to wait a long time.
3: It's about seven or eight years, isn't it, before it like before it surfaces in the Clone
0: Wars, right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah it was done in books like like it was covered in books in the in, in the eu before disney picked it up but yeah like it was like we had to wait till the clone wars um, for that to happen
2: but what makes it a shock as well is that he gets cut in half but as it happens there's that little plume of like blood that goes up
0: i didn't notice that for
2: years did <laughs> <laughs> have you have you not i i, I... No, no, no. no.
0: Like, like I've noticed, like I noticed it now. Oh, yes, yeah, since but like but yeah. originally when we first watched the film and stuff like that. Like the first few years of watching that movie, didn't notice it.
2: Always struck me that you just, none of the other films have like blood or. Yeah, uh, they
0: do. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, they do.
3: Yeah, literally the first what, in the cantina when he cuts off, um,
0: Boba's
2: arm, there's blood. It just doesn't come across as gra- as graphic for some reason then. What, really? this, this just seems
3: fucking severed arm and a load of
2: blood. I... I some reason it doesn't. This just desensitized made just, this to it. desensitized to it. This just just seemed really noticeable because it was like full frame.
0: There's a chilling insight to your psyche. No oh idea.
3: Also, this was the first time I ever noticed <laughs> there were two separate versions of, of films. Like I remember, we saw it at the cinema and Darth Maul comes apart, and that is the accepted version of this where he you know he gets chopped and he falls apart and his his body tumbles separately from his legs however in i think it's the first vhs release of this they changed it for a version where he doesn't separate in half oh and he just falls and i can remember going i'm sure in the cinema he came into two pieces and obviously now they've reverted back to the two-piece fall but interesting
0: interesting Interesting. No, I don't think I've ever seen that. I don't think I noticed that.
3: I mean, we would have watched the VHS's, what, 20 years ago, and we've, we've become, you know, we've forgotten yeah, that. True. It's, it's like in Avengers, like where Colson gets stabbed by Loki, like in the cinema, you see the blade protruding from his chest. You never see that now. That's just completely gone. Yeah. Not even on Disney Plus release. I think that's
0: totally gone. Oh, is that right? Oh, okay. But, I mean, we are, like, we're in the, we're in the, final throws of the film now you know like quite like quite gone has been has been stabbed with that that yell of obi-wan's when when quite gone gets stabbed is still still quite impactful i think that's really well delivered and then you know Qui Gon makes obi-wan promise which i think was all right we know that everything doesn't wind up working out we know that like anakin goes straw poll should obi-wan have been the one to train him really
1: Sorry, I was going to say. You say the whole theory of him being a chosen one. All I say is, there's a fuck ton of freaking Jedi and a couple of Sith. At the end of it, there's two of each. I think that's yeah. balancing the force. <laughs>
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> Not quite what the Jedi <laughs> thought,
1: but yeah. Um, yeah. Do want, the thing is though. What, what made them change their mind? They've always said no. Why change and say yes? And like you said, sh- should it have been? Um, everyone, no. I would have thought maybe Yoda or someone who's a bit more of a master would have done it. Mm. Not someone who's freshly knighted.
0: Well, there was a lack of experience there, 100%. Who only got the knight, because let's, because let we forget, he didn't take the trials that, uh, that every other knight goes through to earn the rank of knighthood. He got that because he got lucky and survived and beat more.
3: He had the high grade, oh wait, wrong film. No, no, there's, there's a, there's a, Um, meme out there. From a certain point of view. Exactly. From everyone's (laughs) point of view, he has the high ground over them all. Therefore that's
0: why (laughs) he (laughs) did I love that meme. So I mean oh god. So you know like Qui-gon has like they have a funeral for Qui-gon, right? They have the funeral pyre. Yeah. Now this was keep in mind that when this came out, I'm pretty sure this was a U when the Phantom Menace first came out in the cinema. And but but like what got me because I've been watching this with the kid a lot recently right he's like like he's really into the phantom menace and it wasn't until like like because he watched it with me the uh, the other day when i was uh, making some notes and it wasn't until like this time when we were watching it where he just went like something clicked in his brain when it comes to the funeral pyre and he realizes that there's a human being lying in fire <laughs> you try explaining that to a four-year-old
3: <laughs> oh god i can imagine you try to get uh um uh The panic, <laughs> like
0: it's like it's 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 different really cold. when you were watching Return of the Jedi because you can just say like, oh yeah, that's Vader's armor. Mm. You can't do it when you can literally see flesh and bone lying in fire. And I can't even remember. what I said to him now. I think I, I think I made up some. You know, I think I I had some line queued up in the back of my mind of like, yeah, well, you know, talking about like Vikings and Valhalla originally, and that was where the saying Qui just really cold, son yeah i think i said to him you know like like, like in doing that it, it you know it, it, in the fire and the smoke that rises takes him to the force or something like that i came out with some metaphor but it just maybe goes like yeah this was like a you maybe a pg and i just thought like that that it, it raises a lot of questions should definitely have been pg for that scene i didn't think i was prepared for i think i covered it just about but anyway as that goes on like we get like we get one of the final bits of the movie when you say i'm sorry it i swear like when we saw this in the cinema i heard one person audibly gasp when the camera pans in because you got the whole thing about like yoda saying there always two there are about the sith a master and an apprentice and they don't know who's been beaten was it the master or the apprentice and as that happens i just remember the like as the camera pans across to ian mcdermott i swear to god i heard someone audibly gasp in the cinema when we saw that (laughs) as if they'd never seen a star wars movie or at not all. paid
3: attention to the plot of the movie where he explains my apprentice darth maul
0: wild absolutely <laughs> crazy and then, you, and then you just get this odd thing oh good grief like you get you got the whole like fanfare and celebration if you had told me like like almost 25 years ago yeah the last yeah the last line of a star wars movie is going to be brian blessed yelling out peace i would have said that you were crazy out. What is that fucking ball thing anyway? The orb.
2: I have no idea. Yeah, it makes right. no sense. It's a plasma. Because every other respite, yeah, to to the orbs are destructive. So what it's to what it contains is beyond me.
3: Which never mentioned at any point during the rest of the film. It's like oh, it's no. the sacred orb that was stolen from like you know Otogunga, which is why they don't talk and stuff, and she's giving it back symbolically. Like, oh, yeah, maybe that's what it is. But like, they never, ever explain that. It's just a big soap bomb. <laughs> yeah, it's like, yeah, also, here's a bath bomb. <laughs> Enjoy that in your underwater
0: village. <laughs> also, Jake Lloyd looks so mad in that last scene because of how they have cut his hair. He looks <laughs> livid.
3: Also, you notice that half the Jedi Council aren't played by their actors in the... It's mm-hmm. previous scene I think before they're on the steps. It's like when they first arrive, it's like that's not Samuel L. Jackson, that's not um Silas Carson playing Kiadi Monday. It's just it's just a load of extras <laughs> they just slapped in there.
0: Nobody nobody wanted to be there that day. <laughs> no one. <laughs> so yeah, big bad Gungan fanfare. A weird glowing orb lifted up in peace. And that is the film. Spaceballs. <laughs> So trivia for the movie, I mean, you know, there's there's, there's plenty of stuff that here. So the, the Rotten Tomatoes score for this, as is the criteria for this year, is a critic score of 51%. Audience score of 59. So it's only just for fans, quote-unquote. Hmm. Budget for the movie at the time was $115 million, rough estimate. The domestic box office at time of release was $431 million. made just a little bit there. Uh, Had a total domestic overall of $474 million, $0.5 million, sorry, which adjusted for inflation is (laughs) $846,224,377. That is the same domestic budget as Avengers Endgame. That's, wow, that's a lot. It's crazy, I, I I like honestly I could not believe it. Just that's what just in the U.S. not worldwide. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's still, man, that's still um, huge. no. Well, well, worldwide, uh, this isn't adjusted for inflation, but the lifetime box office was one billion twenty-seven million eighty-two thousand seven hundred and seven dollars. Making it the forty-sixth highest-grossing movie of all time. Okay, yeah, I mean it. It's, yeah, it's it's crazy. There's like, movies. <laughs> I don't even know where to start with it. Like it, it, it's it's massive. Like the scale of that worldwide. I did look at the domestic box office lifetime for that. So that four hundred seventy-four million that it made uh, domestically. So like the End Game. <laughs> worthy things so it was beaten by you know like uh, movies like infinity war jurassic world obviously star wars the force awakens is still like one of the highest grossing lifetime grosses domestically ever uh that reached just under a billion dollars domestically crazy money but then of course when we look at like movies that came out for 1999 so at the time of release for that as well um as you can imagine star wars episode one the phantom menace was the highest grossing movie that year (laughs) yeah The It beat literally everything at $430 million. The next one from that, um, that year was The Sixth Sense and that made just over $275 million. Cool, quite the gap. Yeah. Yeah, it also beat other movies that year like uh, Austin Powers, The Spy Who Shagged Me, Toy Story 2, The Matrix, Tarzan, Big Daddy, The Mummy, which incidentally was the movie that The Phantom Menace beat down from the number one slot when the movie was released. Hmm. Opening weekend for The Phantom Menace, it made $64,820,000. The Mummy was the
3: same year as The Phantom Menace. I
0: thought The Mummy was way earlier. Yep. Nope. No, The Mummy came out in 1999. Shit me. Yeah, crazy. Like, The World Is Not Enough came out in that sort of time as well. Like, one of the last Brosnan movies came out that year as well. I thought Dino of the Day was his last one yes but that came later yeah. that's why i said one of his last ones oh sorry right <laughs> oh man yeah the, the like the <sighs> yeah i could go on about like what other the movies it beat but the answer is everything <laughs> it's like like <laughs> listeners just have a google of movies that came out in 1999 just to make yourself feel a little bit older because i had a mild crisis doing this <laughs> and it literally beat the pants off everything as always i had some fun finding some reviews about this one-star reviews on Amazon, though. Literally, was only 4% on Amazon. That's it. One that I read just simply said, how the mighty have fallen. That's it. That's the review. Deep inside, there. Another said, I couldn't watch... Yeah. I couldn't watch to the end, as this has to be one of the worst films ever made. Bad acting, annoying background music, poor plot. What were they thinking releasing it? Hang
3: on. Annoying background music. Get in the sea. I know, how dare
0: you disparage John Williams. How dare you, sir. Another person wrote, kids lost interest after 10 minutes. (laughs) That's true of anything, though. (laughs) It's not really much of a yardstick. No, someone else wrote, worst of the prequels watched under protest.
3: (laughs) Well, they're not
0: wrong. No, Attack of the Clones is the worst of the prequels. Attack
3: of the Clones is the best. I will not hear anything of else whoa there
0: hold on you're not even putting Revenge of the Sith top of the three no it's second
3: it's, I, I, I I'm, I'm surprised sorry. there's even a what? debate about I'm this I'm sorry okay
0: I'm sorry what
3: I'm, I'm just watching this go on how do you work on? that one out <laughs> well, well we're, we're getting we're, we're massively derailing we'll talk about this later <laughs> let's carry on with the recording because it's getting late
0: listeners you're about to witness a fight live on air <laughs> <laughs> Uh, five-star reviews that came out for that, which is 71% of Amazon reviews. Uh, it says, the greatest two hours and 13 minutes ever. <laughs> this incensed me somewhat. And I went as far as to then look up other movies of rough time spans, of which Return of the Jedi is 131 minutes long. Die Hard is 132 minutes long. Terminator 2 Judgment Day is 137 <laughs> minutes long. Whoever wrote that, you need to have a word with yourself and just go and watch some other movies just to get some perspective on that,
2: was it? Was it George Lucas? <laughs>
0: <laughs> so bothered by it. The
2: name's
1: Lucas George. <laughs> yeah.
0: I think this movie was Lucas's best Star Wars movie. Mm. Nope. Unbelievable! Unbelievable! Is that like the, the those reviews made me so crazy as they always tend to do? But this one just hit a little bit differently. <laughs> Seriously, Attack of the Clones, number one. Of the prequels, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, I know what you mean. I'm still baffled, but still. <laughs> <laughs> I can see that, though.
3: <laughs> Thank you, Luke. Yeah. Don't get me wrong, there's not a lot between them. Like, they are close, but it's, yeah, Attack of the Clones is it for me.
0: Pat, Padme and Anakin's dialogue into two ruin it for me. Really
3: annoys me. It's the, the dialogue's not much better in 3, though, let's be honest.
0: Yeah, but there's more stuff going on there. They kind of focus too. So love has blinded you.
3: I wish I could wish away my feelings.
0: Yeah, but, like, there's so much more stuff happening at the time. You know, you got uh, Order 66 Yeah, that's more action great. going on, whereas 2 is literally just focusing on them, and I just didn't like it. Just for, like, such a wasted opportunity to kind of, like, as a catalyst... Yeah, I just, I, I, I just think they just did... I think they just did Anakin an injustice in that second one, and but the same could be least... said
2: for this film. So, <laughs> yeah,
0: you know, hairs. All, at this yeah, point. but the difference is, is that it's different. It, but it's different actors that suffered that, though.
2: But it's, it was a wasted, it was a wasted opportunity for Anakin as a whole. This entire yeah. trilogy. I mean, yeah, I, I know we're going to get into the reviews, and that, I, and that sounds like a bit of a put down. But actually I did enjoy the film this time around with quite a substantial mm. gap between watching it because it, it possibly could have been like a good like 5 6 years since I last watched it. And I know that's a bit of a <laughs> shock on your face, but I've not wanted to return to it and watch it as a as a full film in a long time. Yeah. And and as I say, I mean, perhaps that's because of I still like have hang ups of like how I felt when I was younger and I watched it. And and now I really don't have that. Yeah, Jar Jar's annoying for like a brief period, but that's only because it, it reminded me of how I felt so many years ago about it. But I do get the the sense of enjoyment and adventure out of it, which is what I always love about Star Wars. Sure. Yeah. and fortunately, fortunately, it hadn't lost that. And what really wins it is that the the, the it's a sad climax to the film with Qui Gon's death, but it's phenomenal. It it leads to like one of the greatest Star Wars scenes of all time. That bit in Attack of the Clones where the clones come in and rescue the Jedi. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: I mean that scene when they just hear the ship come down. Yeah, it's just that's inspiring. very good.
0: Yeah. That's great. Absolutely fantastic. I'm not knocking it in the slightest. I just, yeah, now I'm not going to get into it. But no, I I, I I do, I do get what you mean. And I've I'm set not... a cat amongst the pigeons here, clearly. Oh God, it just, it just surprised me. Yeah, I just, I, yeah, I, I like, I think, yeah, yeah. Uh, gather my thoughts on that one. <laughs> so, Ollie. As a recommendation, uh, quick one, yay or nay?
2: Oh yes,
0: quite. Yeah, it's, it's, it's same, same, same for me. Really, I think it's it's. Uh, I, I, I think with the benefit of I think with the benefit of hindsight, with the benefit of time.
2: Well, well that's it. Maturity, maturity is what. Yes, was, was required. Yeah, agreed. And and also and now yeah. I kind of a, sorry I, I do appreciate that at the time industrial light and magic tried to do so much and it paves the way for so much. Yeah. And of course someone had to be at the forefront of that. So whatever was going to be the early CG was going to look really ropey and a little bit dodgy. And because he was trying to achieve so much, it does look a little bit dodge and ropey in places. But as I say, what, what it led to, and what capabilities in, in industrial art and magic are
0: well, what they can achieve, it's phenomenal. Luke, I want to come to you next. Closing thoughts, recommendations? Uh, is yes,
1: <laughs> clearly yes. Yeah. Um, short I, answer I, yes. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I think as I've grown older, I actually quite, I enjoyed, I, I, I probably watched the prequels probably every couple of years. Um, not as so much as like the, the original trilogy I might watch, might, might, might watch yearly, but I enjoyed going back. Cause it's probably been, I probably watched it when we last, oh, I don't know when we done, when we done about Empire, I actually watched all of them back to back. Um, yeah. So back to back, but over a few weeks and, um, I enjoyed going back actually. Um, and, I didn't find things as just as annoying, but I think I was like you know that you jump on the bandwagon, old oh, Jar Jar's and that, that that annoying character. You can look past it. Um, there's other bits. I just yeah just gloss over because you know there's there's really good scenes in this. Um, I I just and and it has that Star Wars feel. It's got the music. It's got the iconic duel of fate fates scenes at the end. It's just it is to me that is Star Wars. Yeah, there's some bullshit trade stuff going on but um yeah you don't need it but it i think it's just that it open. it was that first film that opened up star wars into you see a lot more going on and i can understand lucas going down the cgi route because he wanted to show off a lot um all the species and all that stuff rather than making all these all like puppets or whatever he wanted to do more um So, yeah, it does come off a little dated, but as I said to you guys the other week, I way, way prefer watching the prequels than think about watching the sequels at the moment.
0: Yeah, that's fair. Lee, moving on to you. Finally, as this was your choice, did it hold up for you? Did you enjoy it? Would you recommend it? Yeah.
3: um, Not going to beat around
0: the bush. Yeah, definitely.
3: You know, it's it's one of those, if, if you're going to watch Star Wars, you need to watch the first episode, right? Even... And it's not a perfect film. Don't get me wrong. That's why it's in Season of the Lemon. It is, you know, there are some cringy scenes. Either they're sort of badly acted or, or whatever, or the dialogue's awful. I'm not going not gonna to deny that. But, I mean, as a whole, like, when you see what this sets up and, obviously, what a finish to the film, let's be honest. Even the the even the fighters, but you know, the, the ships at the end, although you don't get as much kind of... There's not as much time spent with them as there was, say, in A New Hope. You you know, it's still quite a fun little action sequence, even if Anakin's a little bit annoying in it. But yeah, I I, I could not recommend it. Yippee! Yeah, yeah, I'll try spinning, that's a good trick. Ugh. But yeah, but, you can't not t- recommend this film, especially if somebody wants to know what Star Wars is about. It's kind of, you could maybe show them Rogue One if they've never seen anything, say, well, watch this and see what you think. But yeah. You, you you couldn't not watch this and if you really were serious about wanting to watch Star Wars. And I just think I wouldn't necessarily recommend this as the first Star Wars you should watch. Like You should probably watch something else and then do the Godfather thing of going back if you're into it. But, yeah, I, I yeah. wouldn't not recommend it. I
0: definitely recommend it. Well, there you have it, listeners. Always worth checking out. A Star Wars movie, let's be honest, is a Star Wars movie and always worth the time. Let's be fair. Doesn't matter which one. Just enjoy it. It's what it's there for.
3: Except, except, uh, except the Last
0: Jedi, not a Star Wars film. I think the Last Jedi. Yeah, well, well this is it. I, I, I think you can. Is another conversation for later. Yes. Days. Yeah, let's <laughs> let's save that one. <laughs> it is. It is. It is. And yeah, I. Yeah, I think. Yeah, good. Good sci-fi movie. Bad Star Wars movie. But a little bit of admin before we close up. Before we start wrapping things up for this episode, because it's that time again. As we start drawing the episode to a close, it's the choice of the next birthday boy to reveal their selection. Now, as we go into July, the next movie choice falls to Ollie, and given that last year he brought us possibly one of the worst movies we've ever watched so far in terms of critical response <laughs> and overall production, arguably one of the worst movies in history, I honestly cannot wait to see what's next. So, oh, is it so, the sequel? Right, Ollie. This <laughs> is <laughs> <laughs> Star yes, Crash 2. Oh, man. Can you imagine? Go on, on on and you beast hit us with it. What you got?
2: So, pop on your sunglasses and warm up the modem. Strap on your rollerblades. We are going to 1995 with a rating of 31%. Oh, God. We are going to Hack the Planet. With Hackers. <laughs> no. Now I bet no one... Fuck you, that was going to be mine. Oh. <laughs> so only Luke may have seen that coming. Now...
0: I cannot believe
2: that. This was a bit of a left field one. Perfect. I'm but actually shook. At the time... <laughs> I watched it I, last month. <laughs> I So, full what? disclosure, I have not watched it since the early noughties, which is why I've chosen it, because at the time, oh my word, I genuinely thought it was a very cool film, and it <laughs> of was. Of course, you did. Some- okay, <laughs> and it was something I really enjoyed. So finding out it had a rating of thirty-one percent, I am like, what have I missed?
0: <laughs> Incredible! That's amazing. I've never that seen. Is it is amazing.
3: In, in surprise to see oh. nobody, but. I'm looking forward to this. I, yeah.
2: I'm and yes, it, but. <laughs> gents, it can be found on Amazon Prime.
3: Excellent. Am I going to have to pay money to watch this, though? Excellent. Yeah. Am I going to demand a no. refund from you? You can <laughs> reimburse me.
2: See, that's why I found,
1: that's why I was going to choose it, because it's a film that I wanted to choose, and it was now on streaming service.
0: Ah. <laughs> Sorry, Luke. That's amazing. That's amazing. i have so, to find another right, you got another now. month to find another one, yeah. <laughs>
1: See, I've got another one, but I've got the DVDs. So I'm fine.
0: <laughs> Excellent. Excellent. Well, there you have it, listeners. This, like, yeah, I can't even remember if I watched it. I know of it, and I know the story. I know faces. This is going to be great. This, this is going to be a lot of fun. So, you have it, listeners. Hackers coming to you next episode for July. Awesome. Can't wait. <laughs> <laughs> This bodes well. All that's left for me to say now is just say a big thank you to The Collective for joining this evening to talk about this very polarizing movie across the years, but ultimately one that's always worth a watch. Gentlemen, thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And listeners, thanks again for taking the time out to join us, to listen to our little show. We hope you've enjoyed it and we hope you will come back again. Until next time, end of line.